Take a look and feast your eyes upon the two biggest cats walking this stinking rotten planet. You fat people sitting getting drunk eating potato chips in front of the TV show. What you have to is look. From Chicago, Illinois, this is the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. So this is No Soul, episode number eight. Here we are again. We're back. I'm joined by my guys, Hawk and Animal. Whoa. Oh, yes. Wow. That's not a disrespectful. In, wow. in honor of our topic today, wow. we're going to give you guys a legit team. The best, perhaps. But uh, my guys, Hawk and Animal here. We're going to talk about tag team wrestling. We're gonna to get to it uh, sooner quick, than later. Let's not forget to mention our manager. Even though you said Hawk and Animal, ladies and gentlemen, mostly known for his attorney work, also the manager of Crush, Mr. Clarence Mason, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Nice. Yeah. The original Stokely Hathaway. Yes. Sort of. Um, yeah. So here we are. We're gonna get into some tag team wrestling. We definitely want to go all around with the spectrum of tag team wrestling since we realized we actually went through a whole couple episodes we had some dream matches we had some overrated underrated we we kind of neglect tag teams here sometimes but it's it's strange because i think we're all huge fans of tag team wrestling so we want to make it clear that we do respect and love tag team wrestling we're going to give it its proper attention today we're going to talk specifically about some of these great teams and just the whole concept of tag team wrestling. But we do want to actually touch on last week's topic really quick because it was overrated, underrated, more good feedback. We appreciate it. Some people chime in with some some names that they thought were a little overrated. Uh, not so many underrated, but I know Seth Rollins was on some people's lists in the comments as an overrated guy. Um, How do you guys feel about that episode, that conversation? And is there anyone you forgot to mention, overrated or underrated, that you might want to throw on the list now? I could throw in a bunch of overrated dudes. Because we, we didn't talk about anybody from, like, Impact, really, besides AJ Styles. You know? So, like, if we're overrated guys, guys like Joe, guys like Lethal, guys like the Motor City Machine Guns, all these, like, Impact legends, uh, the team of... Uh, Storm and Rude never care. Oh, really? I, th- I think they're your money, your money. Inc. Yeah, I think they're all overrated, honestly. The whole well, roster. Of TNA. No, do you think that the Motor City Machine Guns are overrated? I do, really, not from like maybe like guys that we, like, we talk to, like but people like, with sense. But, yeah, exactly. But the overall consensus is like they're yeah. one of the best hmm. teams of the last you know two decades, wherever. And it's just that's like, interesting because I have some notes about that type of thing when we get to the tag team talking <laughs> so the whole tna roster the whole tna overrated. roster's overrated <laughs> no. <laughs> Pretty much. No, Sounds like... we did get i actually saw troy who i mentioned you were gonna get his eye remember for aj styles mm-hmm. yeah he just like shook his head when i <laughs> when i mentioned it yeah that's that's funny i i think he was actually the one uh troy was the one that that brought up Seth Rollins as oh, yeah. an overrated oh, okay. uh, 
yeah, he had some uh, Man, Troy's got Kevin some Owens, Sami Zayn, but he did say the Young Bucks and uh and Jamie Hader, which I thought I I disagree. Yeah, Jamie Hader, I thought was a little out of line. I was like, what is Jamie? I don't Hader? even Who think overrates her. Yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't gets... think she's rated at all. Yeah, she's not rated yet. Let's. I don't, think she, I don't think she gets the rating she deserves, though, in my opinion. Yeah. But whatever. I she think that she will great. be like a solid. You know what I mean? I think she has. Mm-hmm. For sure, like the look, yeah. But like, I don't think she's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, so. There was some interesting comments, like we said, and we we do appreciate the feedback, any kind of feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. But John Patrick Jr., <laughs> our friend, our loyal listener. So we're we had a little banter, a little bit back and forth. It was related to I think some of the Logan Paul stuff, which we'll get to, but. The one comment we have to just we have to bring up, John Petrick doesn't seem to like women wrestling at all. Not one bit. He didn't enjoy us uh, taking so much time to talk about some of Frank's overrated, underrated. He had Victoria in there as an underrated. He had uh, I, I had Bailey as an overrated. You Becky had Becky Lynch, which I felt like, you know, deserved some of our, our time for sure. Because uh, to say that, like, none of the female wrestlers mean anything or the matches mean anything. It's a, it's a little bit narrow-minded, if you ask me. But, hey, look, there's a ri- the rise of Bianca Belair, to me, has been super exciting and interesting. I think we talked about Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Charlotte, time and time again, sometimes mm-hmm. best match on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to think, see what you guys thought, because, you, Frank, you were the one that actually brought up uh, some of the females. So talking Listen, female get- wrestling. I get it. I mean, I've always I've always heard this type of thing too. Like even like the MMA world or boxing world, people would hate on women's boxing or women's MMA. And it's kind of kind of always happens, you know. And it's like, and I get it if it's not your thing, if it's not your speed, but I'm into all wrestling. I'm into all types of fighting, no matter who it is. So like I think you, you have to talk about it, especially with how like big part of the show they are, especially in WWE shows, you know, where main eventers of wrestling. Main eventers, their main eventers, they were main eventing Raw a few weeks ago, Bailey's team versus whoever. So, yeah. you know, I, I think you have to talk about it. I think um sometimes they highlight maybe the wrong girls or the girls who aren't the tippy top best or but it is what it is. That's just how the business goes sometimes, these girls. But I think there's plenty of good girls, Bianca, Asuka charlotte like i enjoy i'll tune in for those people even like a Britt baker and aw oh absolutely who yeah. we like agree with maybe she's not like the best worker or whatever but she's definitely entertaining at least i think so and like and there's plenty of others like unlike troy i like jamie hater i like tuning in for jamie hater i tune in for jade you know for different jade. reasons you know it's not always just the mad quality or whatever but you know Dude. i'm there I know you also said that one of your favorite women's matches was Sasha Banks versus Bailey. It was at the takeover, I believe. Is that when Sasha like kicked her, um, stomped her hand from grabbing the ropes? Do you remember that yep. spot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you feel? I mean, we didn't uh, lend a lot of time talking about women's wrestling for the first few episodes, but you know our conversation did take us there last week. Obviously, I think you're like Frank. You you pretty much like all wrestling. Am I right? I like good wrestling if it's good. I'll watch it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think that there's a lot of good women's wrestling right now. It has nothing to do with their gender. I just I don't feel compelled to watch, you know, like like Frank said, I do like Brit. I like um, Jade Cargill. I like Jamie Hayter, but it's like it's more their 
charisma than, you know, me tuning in for the matches, you know, and then in the WWE, like, sorry, man, Liv Morgan is your, <laughs> is your SmackDown women's champion. And like, I'm supposed to believe that she's going to beat Ronda Rousey. Like it's absurd yeah, when it's good. Stretch. I like it, but, and like everybody hates on Ronda. I don't get that either. Cause I don't think she sucks. And I, I feel do. like she makes like things feel important, you know, similar to like Same. John Cena when everybody hated on Cena. But whenever Cena was around, I felt like it was like a big deal, you know? So when it's good, I like it. I don't think it's good right now. And I think that I don't even know Bailey's faction's name, but I mean, I could yeah. never see them again. <laughs> and I'd be, I'd feel great, you know? Like, I don't think yeah, they're it, good. It, it, it begs I think EOSI's good. But like it doesn't I don't even understand what they're supposed to be. Like they're the NWO, yeah. dude. Yeah. I <laughs> bet there's yeah. people out there that say it. Yeah. I bet. Well, I like I said, it's it begs the question, you know, where women would fit in for someone who doesn't like the female wrestling, because women have always had a place in the business. You know, you go back all the way to like Fabulous Mula and stuff like that. But even without like a woman, Cindy Lauper we probably don't have wrestling as we know it today. Like call it, you know, weird twist of fate or whatever, yeah, but maybe possibly her, her sitting Elizabeth, next to, you know? Yeah. Maybe but she, that, Elizabeth maybe she was, helped ruin it. Cindy? Elizabeth was a pioneer. <laughs> well, that's first, a good point. Like maybe first ever woman to manage a man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Liz was a pioneer and we we're going to do a show on, on all, all women's wrestling for sure. I'd rather but, just talk about the macho man for four hours. but yeah yeah i feel like um like i said the rock and wrestling connection that 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 created a boom thanks to cindy lauper so i would just say john petrick uh you can use this this the skip ahead button 15 seconds next time we get into women's wrestling or just try to (laughs) try to embrace it try to watch a charlotte flair match she's got she's got skills she's not just focus on the negative though because like a lot of these guys that are um leaving comments and stuff they might talk to us personally and like a lot of it is like the thing that i love the most is when we talk about something and someone says like oh man it made me want to go back and watch this and like that's the cool thing for me and john and i actually had john petrick jr um we're gonna have to rename the show to the john petrick jr show (laughs) uh But he messaged me and he was like, hey, man, like, it's so cool. Like, you make me want to go back and watch WWF when it was good and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's the point of this show. Like, I want you guys to go back and, you know, educate yourself on pro wrestling. Like, if you want to be a student of the game, which we are trying to be, like, go back and watch that stuff that you haven't. Go back and watch a women's match that we talked about, like Victoria and Trish. You know, you might change. Yeah, and in, in episode in episode one, Frank and I, and I think Duke, you were almost in agreement. But we we thought Wendy Richter's match on WrestleMania one was <laughs> yes, like the best yes. wrestling mm-hmm. match on the card, and that's yeah, yeah. you know how many years ago. You never so, know, man. Um, and I'm still and listen, I've been watching wrestling my whole life. You know, basically, I mean, over thirty years, and like there's still stuff that I see. Like I'll go back, go back and watch like old right now I'm watching wrestling challenge. I think I mentioned it before and like finding out the honky tonk man's a good guy. And like, yeah, seeing Mm -hmm. like these weird interactions that you never knew about. It's really cool guys. So I highly suggest it. 
Billy yeah, Gunn fighting the Road yeah, Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Like Frank <laughs> you know, sent us like, like a picture of Billy Gunn in what was it, nineteen eighty nine? Yeah, exactly. Nineteen eighty nine. That guy's been wrestling what for thirty two years or four something? decades. It's, it's in well, like in it's four insane. decades he right, appeared. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like just um, cool stuff, you know. Yeah, very cool. But really quick on some, uh, I just had a couple quick underrateds that I forgot to mention. One, like obviously it's a popular name, but I don't think he gets in much love. Much like your Rick Rude uh, point, I, I had Rick Martell because I feel oh, like yeah. Rick, Mar- That's true. Rick Martell, man. Like I even somehow Not still... in the Hall of Fame. Crazy. That's ridiculous. And it's a travesty. And also I even like mistakenly, I know I can name probably the first 30 intercontinental champions, but I always get tripped up because I can't remember was Martell an intercontinental champion or not. Cause he, he should have there. been and he yep. wasn't. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, love Rick Martell. Should he have been though? Well, he was fighting razor. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and that, that worked know. out, you know, like, but, um, yeah, Rick Martell's one. No, and for then sure. Absolutely. Great. World champion. Though, AWA. Yep. Yeah. True. He had a good true. Career. Had a, had a, he had a Hall of Fame career, whether Absolutely. it was a WWF Hall of Fame. Dude, and then, you know. like, I know it's not yeah. the same, but even when he came back to WCW, like, <clears throat> oh, it looked like that. a million bucks, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, won the TV title, you know. The black like, trunks. Yeah, was having really good matches, and unfortunately, he tore, he tore his ACL, and I think that was, like, it, you know. But one of those guys that, like, had, you know, like, a big body or whatever, but he could move, like, some oh, yeah. of the technical guys, you know. Yeah, um, very crisp. I love Rick Martell. And, and like you it- talk about, you know, we always talk about moments and stuff. You can absolutely think of Rick Rick Martell moments 100%. And he's the guy like, you know, cool wrestler, solid. But it was once Vince gave him the, you know, the ridiculous gimmick that mm-hmm. he made his mark. So for better yep. or worse, the model, you know, um, yep. keeping it Canadian, the Quebecers also I had as an underrated uh like team for me i just thought they were really like a cool contrast of styles and and i mean that's one it's funny because since we're talking about tag teams i have them like a little side note of them i agree like oh awesome you know as far as like when you hate a team that's something you know like i remember them beating the steiners for the tag team titles and like that quebec province rule match or whatever and i was like <laughs> so pissed off you know like yeah yeah and they had jacques a rematch rougeau, in the steel cage i mean jacques rougeau as a whole like i mean the guy could wrestle but once again he didn't quite do the thing until he got that silly ass gimmick you know mm-hmm. yeah it's a couple and pierre, silly gimmicks. pierre still wrestling today i know crazy PCO. insane total switch of the yep the, the script impact, with right? he's an impact right now doing stuff like, uh, like he was in ring of honor actually won the world title there no yeah i remember <laughs> and that i'm I think pretty sure like he is part of like the honor the ring no of more. honor yeah yeah exactly yeah. that might be one of the oddest things in the last 10 yep. years is his uh relevance transformation and transformation yeah. like who would he have was ever really over that? too man like did yeah. you know that to me that marks like the end days of the ROH though from you yeah, know, yeah when, when he sure. was like the world champion it's like ah yeah. oh, they're done for sure because you know for a company that was always like about like wrestling yeah yeah, yeah like they got into the gimmick stuff you know mm-hmm. but did you know that he was he fought was it diesel in Canada oh yeah and have you ever heard this story and like they wanted to like Shoot. make them have they like wanted- a good match and Diesel was like, nah, I'm just going to squash him. 
<laughs> because like yeah. they wanted you know a return match because they were going to go back to canada and diesel yeah. didn't want to do business he's like nah fuck this guy i'm gonna squash him yeah well, we're gonna get into tag teams for sure we're gonna talk about tag team wrestling we do want to mention briefly for real briefly uh some current stuff i know we run long sometimes talking about current stuff but lately there's been a lot going on especially in aew obviously we covered it you know a lot lately with with cm punk situation with the elite the world title now hangs in the balance and we're going to start with some aew stuff because we have a big show coming up this wednesday it's the grand slam correct frank correct yeah our aew grand slam world title is going to be decided in the main event it's going to be brian danielson versus john moxley so it's blackpool blackpool combat club explodes in the main event yeah. And uh, also a tag team title match, right? The rematch, uh, Swerve. I think it's Swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed in the return match from the pay-per-view. Yep. Dude, yeah, that's a stack card. That whole yeah, and then Jericho and Claudio. Yeah. Jericho and Claudio for the Ring of Honor world title. So, uh, Frank, what are your thoughts going into this pay-per-view? Or it feels like a pay-per-view, it feels, sorry. It feels like a pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Yeah, to so this Dynamite, do you have a preference on being, you know, who should be crowned? Or overall, oh, how are you feeling? Well, I'm excited for this episode. It definitely feels like a, a big show because all Atlantic titles also being defended on there, and the women's titles being defended on there. It's like it's, oh, it's who's Paxley? He's uh, Orange Cassidy. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, because Orange Cassidy attacked him on Wednesday. I know. Yep. I think it's a. I think it's going to be like a fun uh, week of shows. Also, yeah. the the Rampage as well has some like you know pretty fun stuff on it. But yeah. Brian Danielson Moxley fight. I think. It's about as big as you get without guys like MJF or Punk involved, you know, so or Hangman. I mean, um, Kenny Omega. So, you know, it's a huge matchup. I'm all about Danielson winning, though. I'm all about Danielson taking that belt, putting some respect on his name for the next six months, you know, having just banger like match it. after banger match. You know, Moxley, respect to Moxley, too. I mean, he's been great. But it's just since they did this squash with punk and he's had the interim i just i don't i don't want him to be like a five-time champion by the end of the year you know mm -hmm. what i mean so it's just like put it on danielson you know he's reliable if he stays healthy it is and then you know we'll see what happens from there with mjf and punk even who knows when whenever that situation shakes out you know so it's cool i think in next week's shows though it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm excited yeah we're actually recording so by the time this drops Dynamite will have happened. We will have an AEW world champion by the time you're listening to this. But Duke, what are you uh, hoping to see for AEW going forward once they crown this champion, whether it is Danielson or Moxley? What do you want to see as far as uh, the direction of the company? Some continuity. You know, <laughs> like, unfortunately, you know, people get hurt. That's one thing. But, you know, the backstage bullshit that's going on, like, I don't know. I'm really disappointed in Punk still. Like, I get it, but, like, you got to handle yourself better, dude. You know, like, mm -hmm. I watched it again since then. He's like, I'm old, I'm fucking hurt, and I'm fucking tired of playing with kids. And it's like, <laughs> all right, man. Like, Yo, that might be it, though. Been, like, yeah, it might be. And you Not know to what? cut you off, but being hurt, he's just like, fuck it. You know, I'm yeah. just sure, especially if they're like a big injury and yeah. that was annoying to come back from. And then, you know, you're fucking hurt again, too. And I have all the love for punk, you know, yeah. but I, I am happy. I think they handled it well. I'm happy to be moving forward. I'm I'm kind of with Frank. Like, I want Brian to get it because I would like to see him like 
have a credible title run, you know, barring any injuries, God forbid. And but I'm equally okay with Moxley because when he says heart and soul, like I agree, man. Like that dude, you know, he does whatever they need. He was the pandemic champion. Like, I mean, so either way they go, I'm cool with it, you know. And then I'm really looking forward to the tag team match because everybody loves the acclaimed. <laughs> yeah, I think um Danielson, his name being amongst the champions, and it's still early on in the company, but like that can only help that title. Oh, yeah. yeah prestige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that club, you know, look at the guys that have worn that title. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very solid. That's so something well, great. Two so things far. I really like about AEW is the world title. They they really treat it with respect, in my opinion. And I love their handling of legends. Like they really respect their legends. Like mm-hmm. the Owen Hart thing, like that was just as respectful as you can get. And then yeah, the Stinger, cool. like everybody, you know, sells for Sting. Like he's not, you know, he's not in there taking buckle bombs from Seth Rollins. Fucking idiot. Like the guy's <laughs> yeah. over 50 years old. You want to fucking buckle bomb him, dude? You yeah, should be yeah. taking bumps for this guy that put you on the map, you fucking dope. You know, so like that's two things that I love about AEW. Yeah, I'm with you. I realized when I started getting AEW, like I saw how they had like Jake as a an Arn as uh, Mm -hmm. complimentary players. Yeah, anybody that's been there, good for me. You know, any of the old school legends, they've treated them with nothing but respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important for me too, for sure, as as an old school fan. But um, yeah, I feel like with Danielson uh, winning, he could add some prestige. Uh, I'm you know Team Moxley usually. But here I'm like 50-50. I feel like either way, they're in good hands. Which is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And think about that. Like, these guys are fighting for the world title. And we're both like, yeah, man, I'm cool with either guy winning. And I like both guys. Like, I'm I'm speaking from like a business standpoint, how would I want to handle? But as a fan, like, I like both guys. I'm more probably of a Moxley fan slightly, but I'm just looking forward to the match. I'm looking I'm actually looking forward to the show. The whole show. Like, I'm I'm really pumped for actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll check in next show. Yeah, we'll check in next week with you guys and talk about the result of the show. And like real quick, Jericho challenging for the Ring of Honor title. Like, I love Claudio, man. Like, I don't want him to lose his belt, but it would be cool for like Jericho's legacy to like put that in there too. He doesn't need it. No, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it at all. But it it also to see it for yeah. Also see this Ring of Honors. I mean, it elevates that title. Yeah, for sure. You know, like. Jericho, mm-hmm. I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but if you tell me he's the greatest of all time, I'll listen to you because yeah. you got a good. I, mean, I won't. You can make a. You can make a case. Yeah. Well, I want to. I want to segue into WWE, and actually, Jericho is an example I want to use about um, someone who I feel has dabbled in a lot of different areas besides pro wrestling. He's done Dancing with the Stars. He's done. Obviously, he has a band. He has done like impractical jokers. You name it. You probably can find Jericho on a bunch of different, <laughs> yeah. you know, sources of media because like for lack of a better word, like he's kind of like, you know, a whore for the spotlight. I think he likes to kind of be mixed up in everything. Um, you call John Cena bring... a whore for the spotlight? Oh, yeah, sure. Definitely. It, I he's mean, like the voice of Honda now or Hyundai or something. <laughs> John Cena, he's, you know, that? he has an everything. What everything, is it? Hyundai? I know. Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's always Overexposure. on like sports. I feel like I always hear his yeah. voice. I'm like, that's John Cena, man. 
Yeah, it's overexposure a little bit, but I bring that up because there's a guy coming in from another world to challenge Roman Reigns for the <laughs> WWE Universal World Series. Well, I want to tie it in somehow because so Logan Paul is coming in. He's going to challenge Roman Reigns for the world title. We've had who bad Bunny lately. We've had, you know, you challenge for the world title. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Well, I'm bringing this up because wrestling fans are super reactionary. I'm guilty sometimes. Overreactionary. Dude, they're, I know. What are you talking about wrestling? They're, ter- they're, they're territorial. I, I haven't yeah. seen the reaction. So, Frank, oh. you're a Twitter guy. What is the world saying about this? 50, pretty 50? much pretty much what we were saying not 50 50 okay. mostly it's, yeah it's, most people hate it okay it's idea. venomous but there's, then, but there's people like john who for whatever reason will defend well, it he's the apologist yeah uncle well, i'm gonna tell you in there anymore i know <laughs> well this is my thing like i said wrestling fans especially can be super obnoxious and, and unbearable sometimes but like and that's like kind of why i drift in and out of wrestling sometimes because the fans just they drive me nuts but this is the thing. Like, why do these fans, these wrestling fans, get upset when the WWE has been doing this forever? Like, they still pro wrestling fans get upset when World Wrestling Entertainment does stuff like this. So I'll ask you guys, like, A, what are your thoughts on it? And B, are you really that surprised or or you know agitated by it? I'm agitated for sure. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by any of the bullshit they do. You know, they do like I feel like when you think they can't top themselves for like corny, cringe level shit, they do something. Whether it's zombies killing the Miz, <laughs> now we got to deal with fucking all jackass uh, celebrities putting wrestlers and shit mouse traps. Now it's Logan Paul's challenging for the world. It's like come on, all the shit is nonsense. The reason I think it's different from like typical celebrity appearance is because he's fighting the world champion. He just called out the world champion. They had a whole press conference. They're treating it like it's a big fight. Bad Bunny fought a world champion. Not did, he fight the, did he fight the current world cha- undisputed Not world champion? The 700 title. days for the world no, title? He didn't. Has, has any celebrity ever done that? No. You know, so that, well, that's what makes it different. David know? Arquette. Yeah, and it's generally regarded like the worst thing that ever happened to pro. But wrestling. David Arquette, Lawrence Taylor, Stephen Amell, Shaq, Snooki, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, fall Bam Bam, you know. And I think the argument there is should that have been the main event of WrestleMania? But it's a match, like you said. WWE does this, you know, when they do they celebrity Lo- involvement. When they brought I mean, Logan Paul in to fight the Miz, that was already kind of bad enough. And I already felt like, you know, I hate the Miz, and it, I already felt like the well, the Miz shouldn't be losing to the guy. But you know, that's what they're going to. How do, did right? you feel about the match, and how did you feel about Logan Paul's ability? Dude, he's an athletic guy. That's great. So is Jake. I've been saying you this. You said too, you too. hated to say it, but that match was solid. It was. It, it was a solid match. Doesn't mean he should fight for the world title, right? Imagine well, he gets a world title shot, and then like we had to watch eleven years of Claudio not get shit. But that's okay to you because no, he got one shot. Yeah, because he yeah because he yeah because he's the YouTube celebrity with a bunch of children. Who oh, follow I want to I want to I want to hear Duke's wrestling. You know, it's I like, want to hear Duke's take on this. But I do want to say, like like I said, it's been celebrity involvement. It's been going on forever. You go back to even Muhammad Ali. Like he got involved with Gorilla Monsoon. Wasn't a fight. Wasn't a match. But they didn't just, fight the world champion either, though. But it still. raised the profile of pro wrestling at that time. And that's then the why haven't fight for the world title. But why haven't fight for the world title? Well, in a comp- I mean, and a- what's going to be a competitive match too, right? Like he's not going to go out there and squash him. It's going to be a competitive. 
12 to 15 minute match, right? With Logan Paul, a guy in his third match, he's going to fight one of your most dominant champions in the history of the game. He's an athlete. It's so not like he's, there's a lot of not, athletes. Yeah, but like there's it's so more believable athletes. to me to have Logan Paul fight for the world title than it is Kevin Owens. But yeah, but like, but that you're, Trash you're, Kevin you're Owens, yeah, mean, you're just man, saying, you're just, I mean, it is like, where. Just You're just saying that, but like, but Kevin Owens is in that world, right? So Kevin Owens has had a career of establishing himself. He's as less a pro believable wrestler. to me by doing like a shitty somersault in the corner than it is to Logan Paul, like an athlete fighting Roman Reigns. Like they look more compatible in a match to me. So I guess it's perception. Duke, what do you? Logan think Paul has never won a fight though. He's he's fought YouTubers. And Neither is Kevin beat. Owens. But but we don't know that, right? We don't know if they if we don't know if Kevin Owens is going to fight a real fight, if he's going to win or not. We know Logan Paul against other YouTubers can't win a fight. Yeah, but so, CM Punk couldn't win a fight, but you still believe that he can win a WWE. But he did all uh, that before. But he did all that before. He did all that before, though. Like he already established himself in that space. Now we have this uh, guy who's coming off, rolling off the couch, and he's fighting for the world title because he's athletic. That doesn't even make sense. Well, he has a really Whoa. nice Pokemon collection, though. The thing is, Roman Reigns made a made a comment, and I actually I have to echo it really quick. Is me personally, like I don't, I still don't even know who Logan Paul is. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, like I know he's a big deal, but I I was just defending the business decision. Duke, what what do you think? Do you care to chime in on this, or are you more like? No, sure. Um, I'll tell you that I put on SmackDown, and when I heard that, I turned it off. And that's I I agree with you. Listen, man. Whatever they want to do, I'm cool with. If it's not for me, I just turn it off. You know, like, yes, celebrities have been around for a long time in pro wrestling. But like Frank said, they're never sniffing the world title. I want them to win at this point because it's a fucking (laughs) joke. Like, I hope it happens. And for everybody listening that was like, when Triple H gets here, he's going to change things. (laughs) What's going on, people? Logan Paul is wrestling your world whatever the fuck it's called what's it called undisputed universal wwe champion is that what they call it this week <laughs> i guess so. whatever it is enjoy your match man like well it's a it's a, it's a spectacle it's not you know what i'm saying it and absolutely i heard is and it's a spectacle mm-hmm. that i don't give a fuck about but so i'm sure match, his Tom 24 million they will. followers they will do care you know Cheers. get 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 more rich wwe Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll absolutely. That's the name of the that's the name of the game, right? I heard Mark Henry. That, is that why you tune in? Is that why you tune in for pro wrestling? To he see? tunes in to to get some money. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's like, Let uh, me say this, I, and then no, I'll, I, I'll I'll be done with it. Let me say this: Bruno San Martino is rolling over in his fucking grave right now. <laughs> this shit is a joke. I don't even well, get mad anymore because it's nonsense. It's laughable that this fucking YouTube guy. It's it's the Sammy Guevara thing. It's the fucking another guy that wants to be famous. Oh, by the way, we forgot about that. But he is famous. I hope Eddie Kingston beats the <laughs> fucking shit out of Sammy Guevara for real. I hope he really... Uh, I don't think Eddie Kingston's really tough in real life. I, that's, I that's, absolutely that's... want that to happen with all my being, that. and I, I it's not a work. I hope he really hurts him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll happen. Eddie's He's a phony, tough guy, but... I think um, uh, Sammy Guevara is as phony as a guest, brother. <laughs> so. I mean, he doesn't. Mark Henry defended this this whole thing because, and he said, you know, he's been in the business a long time, and he's like applauding the move because the thing about it is, wrestlers want to be accepted by 
mainstream, right? Like even yeah, the wrestlers why? do. Why? And he's it's part of AEW. Like I don't he's know part when of this happened. It used to be their own thing. And yeah, now but there was fucking, always the crossover. They, they try to be relevant. Like who fucking what? You want to be on ESPN, dude? Yeah, like, I think give they me do. a break. Well, the Sports it, Illustrated, man. the Sports Illustrated write-ups. Look, I'm only saying it makes it a big but deal. But that's I'm happening right already now. without Logan Paul. You know what I mean? Like they've been on ESPN. And by they've the way, I think Logan Paul is entertaining. I enjoyed yeah. his match. Well, then what's the Miz. problem? Stay away from the fucking WWE. Who, who right now called. do you want to challenge for it? Um, at this, you know, build. How about build a wrestler? Cody Rhodes. Contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just heard also. I I feel bad for all these poor fucks that have been wrestling fifteen to twenty years and have never fucking gotten close. Like, but they're but they're not. I mean, why? You know, like if you're not as popular, because they're not because they don't have YouTube all? followers, I guess, because yeah, they don't do play it. Pokemon no. cards. I mean, I don't know why. I, I don't understand it, but I'm not gonna hate on it. If he's made a name for himself, I don't and hate made a lot it. of money. I, I don't care. I won't watch. That's all. I just don't I tune you. in. Legit turned like, it off. Yeah, no, don't and I'm sure a lot of like. When we I'm talk sure about of... current wrestling, I can't even tell you what happened on SmackDown because I fucking turned it off because it's laughable. <laughs> and I hope I'm he sure. wins. <laughs> I hope that next time or whenever, yeah, I don't even know when Crown Jewel is. I hope that yeah, afterwards, man. he's the fucking champion. I, I we'll really do. Well, I'm sure a lot of pro wrestling fans feel that way. But I, like I said, they're territorial. I don't get why they still get upset or or even su like surprised or anxious when this happens because... <laughs> WWE, they're always gonna go with like the big the shit nobody wants deal. to see. Yeah, well, hey man, Triple H is the savior, bro. Look, look what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I never said that. Not but, you. The yeah. fucking internet. When that first, when that first pay per view happened, it was so much better, brother. It's it better the than a show in ten yeah, years. Exactly. Like, but it's still world wrestling me? entertainment. And I asked Crown this question Jewel. a few. I asked this question a few weeks ago. Is like, do we really want to see just another pro wrestling show? Like, if you do, that's fine. But we already yeah, have I kinda, that. I kind of do, bro. Like, I kind of do. I'll yeah. be honest. But you already have like, that. You know so what? what? I mean? Don't you I like want more, the I like entertainment? No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I don't need it. It's, it's not fine. the entertainment. I get that's what they do. Yeah, like I get that's what they do. Every company does it. You said before. There's no sure. There's a little circus. Sure. Sure, Action Bronson's sure. gonna be on Rampage next yeah, week. Exactly. exactly. Sure. Like, I don't hear anybody complaining about that. Yeah, because he's, he's not, not fighting, fighting the world champion. For the world I know. title, dude. I know. I don't, he's it's not, really simple. You know, let the WWF fucking worship. Like, just let it go for a minute. Because Uncle Vince isn't here anymore, right? Like, you're good. It's only trips anymore. You're only gonna disappoint Paul. <laughs> like, we're talking about the fucking most prestigious title in the history of professional wrestling. And you, you still want think this... that it it's been held by Kevin Owens. It has it's been held who... by. All right. Who was it held before that though? Come on, man. But the lineage of that, like my thing is I watch trying to, to feel the same way, like that there's mm -hmm. this lineage, but it's not that, you know, when I watch now, it's like, honestly, I don't, I'm a super serious dude in my day-to-day -day life, like probably mm -hmm. too serious. But when I'm watching wrestling at this point, it's Lance like, Storm. let's be fun. Like, it's just fun. We like, could it, be serious for a second. Yeah. It's it like, is, it'll, it is yeah. fun, but is Logan Paul fun? Like what? It'll come and go, bro. It's a quick thing. You, you I say everyone, that, but I he signed he a contract. And I want him to yeah. have a seven-year run. I really. He's not bad, though. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, he's put not. him next to a lot of their just guys. stay away from the... or. Or work your way up, dude. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, if let you him fight be... for years and you know yeah. win the matches and all that. Not what about Kurt Angle? One. 
He came he's right a, in. He's a, a fucking Olympic gold old, medalist. I, 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 you, that's insanity. That's insanity. <laughs> I mean, of it was all the a quick people rise up, for him. All the people to bring up, too. That's probably the dumbest one. You got to bring up the actual wrestler with a gold teams. medal. We Ronda wasted Rousey. far too long on this fucking clown. So tag team wrestling. When done right, it can be the best part of the show. When they have teams with great chemistry and they give the matches actual time, I think a tag team match can even main event a WrestleMania again. I know it has happened in the past, way, way back when, but... I think chemistry is one aspect of what makes a great team, a contrast of styles that like might mesh well together, having matching gear or colors. There's been brother tag teams, even twin tag teams, but there's like a wave of great tag teams lately, which is fun. Um, I feel like other times though, like WWE and not so much AEW, but they'll neglect tag team wrestling Mm -hmm. and like the, the fans sometimes even forget how great it can be, but for you guys, just talking about tag team wrestling in general to start, what's something that you notice in some teams that you've liked through the years that you notice maybe as a common thread or a common theme, like something that makes you gravitate towards a theme or a team? Um, and just you how French do you feel? Canadian on us there? Yes, my Pat Patterson impression. A theme. My theme. But what do you guys think about uh, tag team wrestling in general and what draws you to these, you know, to liking some of these great teams? You already said it. You said chemistry, but really, it's chemistry for me. Like all around, though, too. Like when it when it's the look, the matches. If these guys do unique things within the match, because that's the worst for me when it's like two individuals, you know, who are just like doing their shit, you know, getting their shit in, and it's like they're a team. Maybe the match is good because of it, but I like to see tag team moves. I like to see slick, like you know pinfall breakups you know the different ways of like guys will cheat as a team you know and using the corners and all any of that shit is what gets me into a, a tag team match i like genuine tag team story uh storytellers you know that's for me nice duke what do you think so with tag team wrestling i know you're a huge fan of tag team wrestling what is it the same thing obviously chemistry you know we both brought it up but is there something specific that you have liked in most of the teams that you grew up loving i think for me like chemistry is obviously important like you want guys to be able to work together do those you know fluid tag team moves but my number one thing that i realized when i was you know kind of doing my research about like who i like the best i think is like legitimacy like believability and like Two of my top teams, I don't know if you want me to go there right now, but they're very, they're legitimate. I believe that they would beat the shit out of whoever they were in the ring with. So I think that's probably my number one thing. Um, But for sure, like I like like chemistry and like double team moves. Who doesn't, you know, like that fluid style, like the matching, you know, trunks, etc. But number one thing would be legitimacy for me. I think just looking back based on who I like, that would be my answer. How about you? Awesome. Yeah. So for me, I always loved like the cohesive teams that had similar ring gear and colors. Like when I was younger, Um, like that sort of stuff stuck out for me. Like as a kid, Mm -hmm. obviously the rockers were for me and the heart foundation Um, demolition, the U S express, even like the matching colors as a kid, as I got older, I started to like appreciate some of the guys that were complete polar opposites, but 
learned, I knew more about, I guess, um, how they complemented each other in the matches. And I was no longer just looking at it for the colors and stuff. So uh, as I got older, yeah, I became fascinated with, with a lot of different teams that, uh, you know, the styles weren't, you know, I guess cohesive, like I said in the beginning, but yeah, things weren't so matchy matchy as I got older and teams like power and glory. Like I looked back on them, Sheik and Volkov, like, different styles um and even later the new age outlaws which i'm sure we're going to get to them like totally different styles um but complementary somehow it worked and maybe it tied but even like power and glory were different styles but they at least dressed alike they matched yes i think it what the big thing out of that like the matching tights is like people you know we you should make it easy for people i think and like if they're wearing, you know, oh, these two guys have red pants on with yeah. lightning bolts on them. They must be a team. You know, I think just simplifying it for people helps. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, t- it turned out to be, you know, uh, like an evolution of that through the years. Like I said, um, teams, you know, didn't necessarily complement each other with the with the same ring gear and whatnot. But going back to like some of the earlier like 80s or, or even 70s 80s whatever you want to like jumble up here before you know the wwf became into the attitude era where we did have teams like the new age outlaws and you know even kane and x-pac they were just complete opposites but they worked as teams for the time there were teams in the 80s that you know looked the same you know kind of acted the same um for you guys in the 80s specifically do you do you want to talk a little bit about like the Bulldogs, maybe um, teams like Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, the Hart Foundation, just to kind of throw just, them out there? You just named two of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, but those guys specifically, they have everything I like. You know, they could work. They also, I guess, with the uh, with with Tully and Arn, they were pretty matchy matchy, but it was very old school their gear. You know, but it was just, but their thing was the chemistry that they had the believability in the match, like Duke was saying, those guys, you feel like they could be anybody with Arn, honestly, any of the tag That's teams. That's true. That Arn was it's in. funny you say that. Yeah. Cause like I was looking through tag teams. I'm like, damn, like Arn and Telly, yeah. Arn and beautiful Bobby, Arn, Arn and Larry Zabisco, yeah. like whoever he was with, like, exactly. yeah, Oli, yeah. right. Yeah. Minnesota wrecking crew. Yeah. Like, yeah. so like, you know, I like cool name that. Yeah. You have that. Those two specifically though, you mentioned from the eighties, two of my like all time favorites, you know, Bulldogs are the coolest. Dynamite, way ahead of his time. Yep. We all we all know how Davey, you know, turned out, and he was like a monster. He could do everything for, especially for a guy his size. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The I, I was. There's just amazing. So you know, I was watching a lot of the TNTs lately over the last couple of years, but really like in sequential order. Anyway, you got to see Tuesday the Night Titans. Tuesday Night Titans. Available check it out on Peacock. Watch it watch it from the beginning please or if you don't last too long you gotta watch a few episodes and just see how absolutely bizarre it was but you could see um like teams like you know the wild samoans or whoever it was at that time i think it was um adrian adonis and dick murdoch like they were tag teams but they were you know they were just kind of slow and plotting matches like mm-hmm. they had told stories, but then all of a sudden on one of these TNTs was the first match of the British Bulldogs. Like I actually, you know, got to see their debut and I was like, even then I was like, I can't believe what they were doing like in the ring, oh, the yeah. way they were moving, the way they were doing things. It was 
absolutely revolutionary. But so. even guys that maybe weren't so matchy-matchy or so technically, like, solid in that aspect, but, like, the Freebirds from, like, that time, too. You know, they were all very different styles, you mm -hmm. know, and the varying levels of skill, like, in the ring, you know, but they made it all work. And, you know, they were super heels, top guys over there in Texas, you know? So, like, yep. it, it's, it's, it's strange. Like, when you have chemistry, you have it, whether it's – you know, we're just these technical machines like the Bulldogs or guys like the Steiners later, you know, mm. or if it's something like the Freebirds or even the Wild Samoans you mentioned, right? Like they were never going to have five-star classic matches, but, you know, they were what they were. They, they felt believable. They yeah, they were, they were savages. Identify. Yeah, you know, <laughs> easy to identify. And like that worked for them, you know, especially at that time. Duke, yeah, for you, I know you're much more in tune with the Midnight Express. And the mm -hmm. Rock and Roll Express, can you shed some light on you know those awesome teams just for anyone who may have not seen them? Yeah, um, '80s tag teams are like that's it for me. Like that's the ultimate time for tag team wrestling. Like Frank mentioned about the Bulldogs, like they were so revolutionary, man. The stuff that they did, like you never saw that kind of stuff being done, like dynamite jumping off of Davies shoulders, you know, and yeah, doing exactly. Headbutts and, um, the free birds, like he said, like the free bird rule, that's a thing. Like mm -hmm. the three man team, any two could, you know, defend the titles or whatever. Um, I think that's mostly because of Michael Hayes with all due respect to the other guys that dude was just a ball of charisma mm -hmm. um the rock and roll express too were way ahead of their time like Ricky Morton was doing a Frankensteiner man in like 1985 like yeah yeah Hurricane Rana as they call it now um and their battles with the Russians and then the Midnight Express like especially the Midnight Express like really put both teams on the map um and to wasn't me, their popularity, not to cut you off, but their popularity yeah. did led to, I think it was, it was like Ricky Morton fighting Flair, right? Oh, yeah. Because they got yep. so over as a team. Yep. I mean, that eventually happens with the Road Warriors, too. Like, Road Warrior Hawk fights Ric Flair at, like, the Great American Bash in the main event, you know, because they were mm -hmm. so over. Um, yeah. It's called the Road Warrior Pop for a reason. Yeah. You know, but like the free bird rule, the road warrior pop. Like, yep, look at this influence. It's a big, yeah, it's a big deal. Like 80s tag team wrestling is like where it's at for me because you can just name, I mean, Hector the Heart Foundation, the British Hector, Bulldogs. What was Hector that? Hector and Chavo don't get the love yeah. that they yep. probably deserve. Yep. You know, I mean, even um, Hector Guerrero and Manny Fernandez as a team, yeah. you know, like, mm -hmm. um, but there was just so much talent then, you know, it was hard to like rise up. But yeah, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, classic feud. If you guys ever have a chance to check that out, I would absolutely recommend it. Um, Midnight Express, it's funny. We were talking about like the matchy matchy thing and they didn't really match. But yeah, yeah, you but still knew yeah, they yeah, were together, worked, you know, yeah. like the Rock and Roll Express did match. Yeah, so. they were super matchy. Yep. Yeah. And you touched on LOD. Uh, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, and I, I touched briefly on the Heart Foundation. So those are two of the teams that are going to be on mostly anyone's top 10 lists or top five lists as far as like who are the greatest. For the Road Warriors, just to talk about them for a second, I heard a comment recently uh, by a, pr a pretty reputable pro wrestler. I can't remember who it was, but I will let you know later. He said that, don't be surprised. Oh, it was Matt Hardy. He said, don't be surprised 
if in 10 or 15 years, the Young Bucks are considered the greatest tag team ever. And it's not necessarily disrespectful to the Real Warriors, but they basically are going to surpass them because of what they've done for the business and so on and so forth. He was making this point. And my, my point is, are the Road Warriors, to kind of bring it back to last week's episode, have they been, is the myth of the Road Warriors taken on, on a life of its own? Or Duke, you would answer this best out of the three of us. Were they as big as an F and deal as people really make them out to be? Absolutely, they were. Once again, the Road Warrior pop. Yeah. For those unfamiliar with the Road Warrior pop, it means when you hear, when the crowd e fucking roughs, like unbelievably that you can't even believe these people are cheering for you so loud. That's called the road warrior pop. Those dudes would come in. First off, they came in the black Sabbath iron man. They would come in, beat the shit out of you while their music was still on. Sometimes they beat you before, you know, the, the song even ended. They have memorable moments. They're, I don't know if they're the most imitated tag team in the history of pro wrestling, but there's a tag team called Demolition who had a nice little run, <laughs> but their run ended as soon as the Road Warriors came to the sure, WWF. So, and with all due respect to Demolition, I actually like Demolition, but like, absolutely. They come at you like a pair of pistons hammering all the time. Oh, they come in and pulverize their opponent. No chance for that. They hurt the Road Warriors' pride. For that, they gotta pay. It's Road Warriors 85, 86, Road Warriors forever. You're going down. You're gonna break your little wizard. That's right. Are they overrated? Fuck no. And I'll debate everyone about that. They were the AWA Tag Team Champions. They were NWA Tag Team Champions. They were WWF Tag Team Champions. They won the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. They won the NWA, whatever their Japanese title was. I forget what they mm -hmm. called it, but no, man, they are. I think there. I think there's only one team that we'll get to them, obviously, like in the '90s, 2000s, that compare to the Road Warriors in terms of accomplishments, you yep. know, like in titles and stuff like that. Yep. Maybe not in stature. No, I oh, I yeah. agree, and I know where you're going, exactly. and I agree. And you I know? think yeah. there's only, but I think there's like three kind of tropes that like these tags. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they're the greatest. No, 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 no. Yeah, they are. No, but my point is, not, my point is yeah. to go along with your point. It's sort of yeah, like there's they're three, certainly not overrated. I think there's like three types of teams that people try to imitate. There's the big monsters, and they're the wannabe road warriors. Yep. There's guys like Young Bucks that are wannabe like Rock and Roll Express, parties, etc. Yeah, and then there's guys who want to be like those technicians who are wannabe bulldogs. You know, yep. and I feel like everybody sort of follows one of those kind of modes. You know, in recent wrestling history, at least. Yeah, I am a huge Road Warrior fan, and like, even like in the '90s when they in the WWF when they started to like you know, treat them like disrespectfully, like Hawk was a drunk and all that mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. made my stomach turn. Man. Yeah, that turned me off. Yeah, I was uh, so obviously a WWF fan 1991. My introduction was the Legion of Doom. So I actually saw how they were they were brought in as a pretty big deal initially. But it was one of those cases where I guess Vince didn't know what to do with. You oh, know, God, if you uh, mentioned Rocco, I quit. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to mention that because, you know, what's the point? But I'm just saying, like, I actually got to go back and see 
the real road warriors like eventually when we got access to some of these mm-hmm. you know dvds and tapes and things like that so like their 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 war games matches for instance stuff against the you know uh stan lane and bob yeaton like stuff that i i wasn't privy to when they first came into the wwf that really like solidified what you're talking about is like anyone who would dare say they're overrated and i have heard it in other places mm-hmm. I guess it's one of those things like maybe you had to be there, but if you had, if you weren't there, you need to go back and educate yourself and just live in the moment if you can and watch some of these matches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Me, and that example, I don't rate them in personalist. You know what I mean? Like I, but I understand if you say it's the, the yeah. number one period, I get it completely. I, that's what I was going to say. Like I lived those days, yeah. you know, like Frank didn't. So if his team is different, respect. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I respect that. But like, yeah, I, like I don't talk about, you know, we're we're going to talk about tag teams this whole show. And like, I'm not I'm not going to comment on the Briscoe brothers, Jack and Jerry, because I didn't yeah, see them. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or guys, like, I only uh, know what I've watched, you know, or like the Bruiser and Crusher. right? Exactly. Who are yep. Like arguably two of the biggest. Exactly. The biggest tag team ever. The AWA yeah. champions and all that shit at the time. But I don't know anything. I read a yeah, but we've actually a, dipped into some Jack and Jerry Briscoe lately. Uh, Duke, if you if you remember, remember we were talking about how how Jerry was uh, more the worker, or uh, I oh, think it yeah, was Jack. No, for sure. Like, like we definitely been back, checking, but like I yeah. feel like it's unfair for me to talk about stuff that I you know I saw a few matches of them. Right, you know, because exactly. I watched like Mid Atlantic Wrestling or whatever it was. You yes, know? yes. And like too. I liked what I saw, you know. And I think that Kurt Angle got a lot of his shtick from the Briscoes, mm-hmm. but like I can't rate them, you know, because I didn't see enough. I guess. Yeah, the know? sample size was a larger for exactly. some of these other. But teams. I liked what I saw for sure, you know. Me too, man. I'm super impressed by the Briscoes now that I go back and watch. But another one that might uh, be up Frank's alley a little bit, just really quick as we close out on the 80s, um, Hanson and Brody, like two guys that were put together. But, you know, it worked like they're among some of the elite, you know, teams from at least overseas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, what's funny is that like I didn't I don't have them written down, but I thought of them. But like they, they remind me of another team that I do have written down. That's more of like a modern take on just these two monsters. But like that's what Hanson and Brody, why they worked, you know, because they were the two snuggest guys at the time. You know, just stiff monsters who just beating the shit out of each other or everybody they fought. So it works, right? Because it's super believable. Whether they look like a team or not, you just know when they get in the ring, they're gonna just smash everything in front and of you. And you stuff. watch that's those cool. old matches. <laughs> Those fans were terrified yeah. of them, dude. Like, yeah. oh my god, they did not hold back in those matches, man. No, it was. I was terrified of them as a kid, actually. Anything I would see of them, like whether it was <laughs> magazines or tapes, I was terrified of those guys. But I wanted to mention them. And as we close out the '80s officially, we have to talk about the Hart Foundation because even though they dripped into the '90s, you know, yeah. they 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 originated in the '80s, and the whole package with Jimmy Hart, Jim the Animal, Nightheart, like. The, the 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 arrangement of the heart foundation was so cool um like once again i got to see them debut lately um on the, going back and looking at the tnts and it's funny because anvil was the intended star i think yep. of the group you know the and obviously yeah and we'll talk about obviously like brett as a singles but really quick just to sh- shine some light on anvil um man like i don't know if brett's 
career would have been the same if like Jim the Animal Night Art didn't bring out a certain side of him, you know, like uh, I guess he led him to kind of be a little bit more free and uh, Jimmy Hart even served some credit. So they're like among my favorite ta tag teams, obviously because of the Bret Hart thing. But even as a kid, like I said, I was fascinated by them. Their finisher was awesome yeah. um, for you guys, like the Hart Foundation. I'm sure, you know, they're amongst your favorites as well. But how do you feel about them looking back now? I love them personally, you know, they're on my list for sure. Um, I won't say where, but like, you know, it's just Bret Hart. And to me, that's what I think of when you say like a tag team, Hart Foundation is probably one of the first names that pops into my head, you know. And even with Anvil, who, you know, was never like my favorite, but this is me watching retroactively, most of that stuff too, retroactively. So Anvil wasn't my guy, but I like that dynamic. You know, you had the working guy, you had the brute. It's like such a classic tag team dynamic and it, and they just, you know, really made it work. And I honestly think that's Brett putting the team on his back, you know, and really carrying them to great matches and stories within the matches, you know, because Anvil was what he was. But I love the Heart Foundation all the time. And their look too, the pink and black. That's so iconic, you know, it's just... Uh... Before Duke talks about the Heart Foundation, I, I just want to mention, like anybody that, hasn't gone back and watched old heart foundation, like early heart foundation. It wasn't always pink and black. And it's actually no, yeah, cool to sure. see them in the blue and black, the maroon yeah. and black, yep. um, the black and, and black. They black. actually changed the pink to get heat. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like effeminate. They yeah, thought they exactly. would get more heat doing that. And then it so turned out to be Brett's like signature, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Can you talk about the heart foundation as we close out? The yeah. I think I completely agree with Frank. Like, complimentary they were the perfect you, you you know you got the power man and then you have this technician and i felt like they just complimented everybody and to your point john like no i don't think brett would be you know have the career that he had without jim neidhart because um brett came from a very you know stampede wrestling was no bullshit man it was pro wrestling it was get in there and you know, and it's not a good or bad thing, but you got in there and wrestled only, you know, and like for the anvil to bring, you know, that character out of Brett finally. And uh, yeah, I think he was a huge part. And it's funny when you go back and watch because I've been watching like wrestling challenges. Um, Gorilla Monsoon always really thought really highly of Brett. Like he dubbed him like the excellence of execution, mm -hmm. you know, like. He saw those something. guys stood out though, yeah. man. Like of like the Bulldogs, they stood out yeah, oh, yeah. so much compared to I everything mean, that was going for, on around them. For the 80s to close it out for me in the WWF, those are my two teams for sure. Our foundation and the British Bulldogs. There were other cool teams, the US Express, but they were they weren't around long, man. Exactly. Like Barry Lindham split. He went back to Florida and then they filled him in with the Golden Boy. And um yeah, the Samoans never really resonated with me. Right. Um, personally, the killer yeah. bees were fine, you know, but I always when I think 80s, I think Park Foundation, British Bulldogs and WWF. And I'm sure someone somewhere might be thinking, like, how the hell are they not like spending more than 10 seconds talking about demolition? And well, for they're me, really they came in in like 89, didn't they? Yeah, they were they were still they were WrestleMania four. I mean, it was 88, you know. OK, it was, I mean, that's WrestleMania late 80s. Three. So. Dude, yeah yeah i love demolition okay like for sure like love them um 
I just I picture them more. I guess yeah, late eighties, right? It was a very short run them from more like eighty-seven. Like to... You know what I mean? Okay. I love gotcha. Demolition when they first came around. I was like, oh, they're a Road Warrior ripoff. But like, I ended up really liking them, and uh, I think they had a good run. But like I said, man, as soon as they got LOD, they just kind of like pushed them to the side, and it was Repo Man time. And no, Kona but they had an incredible, over. incredibly they long did. run. It was just for a recently long time. They were the broke. longest reigning tag team yeah. champions. They were, and they looked cool. They looked badass. And um, I remember their finisher, like man, like I they laid it finisher. in. Yeah. It was an awesome finisher. The backbreaker. I mean, Axe. Well, I mean, what a career for that dude, mass superstar, yeah. machine. You know, like much love for Demolition. And Darso had a great little yeah, career. For sure, you know yeah. what I mean. Um. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, closing down the 80s, like, I'm with you. Like, there were some other little teams in there, the Killer Bees. I wanted to mention the Rujos because, Absolutely. like, even though they were, you know, like, I guess, intended to be baby faces, it's funny how they just, they had that that theme song, and they were just so unlikable, and they yep. erased it, and just little pricks, you know? I thought they were really a fun tag team in the 80s. The wrestling and, um, challenge that I'm watching right now, like, they're good guys, but they're, like, cutting promos in French yeah and i'm like what did you think was gonna happen exactly you know i did like, not see that coming yeah of course they were gonna get booed so going into the 90s this is where things get almost you have to break it down on maybe early 90s late 90s but we're gonna try to include some of these 90s teams without jumping too too far ahead it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because this is the 90s yeah. it's just a stark difference when you're talking about teams like the eliminators or the gangsters yeah, 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 and you're yeah. talking about the Steiners, you know, and some of the earlier nineties teams. Um, but we have to get into the nineties tag teams and I just have to throw right off the top because for me, the nineties tag team scene for me is synonymous with the Steiner brothers. Like they, they scream nineties wrestling to me. They were my favorite tag team. I think of the nineties, at least the early nineties um, brothers. So, I mean, chemistry there, but their like move set their ability there was like a match within a match because you would have scott charisma doing his too, man charisma um where do you guys stand on the steiners like i rank them super high for me as far as favorites and even greatest so for the steiner brothers for you guys um were you always fans obviously they both went on to have some single success but how do you guys mm-hmm. feel about the steiners love the steiners i rank the steiners extremely high um they're like they're they're what I kind of like in wrestling, you know, like match wise, you know, hard hitting, super technical, everything snug, very believable. You know, th- those guys were some of the most believable, maybe wrestlers, period, let alone tag teams. I love the Steiners. I think they're great. Also, when they did have like the r- matching gear, whether it was like the colorful stuff or whether it was like the collegiate looking stuff, it all worked to me. When it kind of bummed me out when, uh, Scott Steiner went a little rogue and started doing like the dyeing the hair and the silver pants and Rick would still be rocking the singlet or whatever. But I love, I love the Steiners overall. Yeah. Duke, where do you stand on the Steiner brothers? Oh yeah. They're absolutely at the top. I think you could even make a case for them being like the greatest tag team mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. Cause once again, you know, WCW World Tag Team Champions. I don't know if they won the NWA Tag Team Champions. I don't know if it had transitioned. Yeah. Uh, WWF Tag Team Champions, you know, IWGP Tag Team Champions. Um, 
they competed in the Ironman tournament. Like once again, like I think people, I think they resonated with fans because they were legit. I really do. I just think they were, people believe they would come out and they would beat the shit out of you. You know, like, (laughs) I mean, I remember them fighting the road warriors and being like, Oh shit. Like these guys actually stand up to the road warriors. Mm -hmm. Like, which I never thought before that, you know, I another team. Me too, man. And another team with a a short WWF career, short WWF window, but um, left their mark. And for me, like that was just, um, like once again, they were they were my introduction was in the WWF to the Steiner Brothers, nineteen ninety three. Went back, watched just how like absolutely ahead head and shoulders they were above other teams athletically, yeah. like Frank said, uh, legitimacy, you know. But the charisma is what did it for me because it's not always just about like the wrestler, you know. Yeah. You have to have that charisma, and neither one of them were like particularly great on the mic in terms of you know delivery or whatever, yeah. but um their presentation it's i guess at the end of the day man like they were doing things they were taken to another level that we would see and if you didn't evolved on if, even more if the opponent didn't want them to do do it to you you know if they wanted to suplex you yeah. they were gonna fucking suplex tough you, shit like, yeah. yeah dude yeah. like i remember like them you know the road warriors you know they get a lot of heat like they didn't sell blah 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 guess what man if they wanted to suplex you they were going to you know mm-hmm. like yeah I, and um, they had a match with the Nasty Boys at Halloween Havoc. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys have mm-hmm. seen that. Mm-hmm. I always remembered it because it had like a red, like a red mat. The um, the ring. Oh had, yeah, like, the event ring mat. Mm-hmm. Watch that match, dude. That is, that might be my favorite Steiner Brothers match. Over here, I'm joined by the Nasty Boys along with the Steiner Brothers. But if we had to face the Nasty Boys tonight. Get to your see you. Hey, shut up, fat I can't say I like the way you guys act. I can't say agree the way you guys look. All I care about is me and Nobs winning that match tonight. And who's going to get that title shot? You been down Nasty Boulevard before. Nasty boys, you're getting away. It's just something ain't going to be personal. Uh-huh. All I know, all I know is they're in for one. So keeping it in 90s, uh, the team you're sporting right now need a little bit of love and look. And this is a team, man, in hindsight, I, I, I still don't love them. Like I hated them as a kid. <laughs> That's where I'm at. But, but it's more nost- like it's nostalgia to see that shirt and to like, kind of look back on them. But man, I want to say right now, like, I think they, um, they're overachievers. Like they didn't look like they should be remembered how they're remembered, which is really fondly. Like, so where do you guys stand on the nasty boys? extremely underrated belong in the hall of fame i mean once again like <laughs> i said it dude hold on logan paul or the nasty boys who, who who's gonna end up in the hall of fame boys. first oh the <laughs> logan paul because they're star logan. fuckers yeah but it's funny because in the moment like i did not mess with the nasty boys because you know once again they're fighting the heart foundation you know the road warriors etc um but like going back and watching them first of all their resume awa southern tag team champions wcw tag team champions the awa southern tag team title was they were the nwa southern tag team titles and then awa like took over okay so they became awa southern tag team titles um 
And a lot of really good teams, if you look up the title history, held those titles, the fabulous ones, et cetera. Uh, the Midnight Express did. Um, WCW Tag Team Champions, WWF Tag Team Champions. If you are at you know, the top of your profession, and whether it's singles or tag teams, I feel like that's a big deal. And for them to have reached that, you know, WCW and WWF Tag Team Champions – and also kind of like pioneers in hardcore wrestling. Like you go back and watch their matches with Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack and Max Payne. Like they were some nasty matches, dude, like hardcore matches. Um, so I yeah. think that the nasty boys are underrated. Um, and I think that they absolutely belong in the Hall of Fame. It's it's my Lex Luger argument. If you can main event in both companies, like, what the fuck? He's not in the Hall of Fame. Like, well, the Nasty Boys had yeah, like some hard hitting matches. You don't you don't think that had that Hogan rub though? That like Hogan got his boys into the see. Like, I didn't know about that until later that him and Knobs were friends. But like, I mean, it's not who you are; it's who you know. It happens in every profession, you know. Like, sure, maybe. But, like, yeah. when I look back, I don't know, man. They were two tough-ass dudes, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. they no, were. No, I look, I, I look I back. I them now. I look back fondly at. And their promos not... were fucking hilarious. <laughs> Hilariously. Nasty-sized. <laughs> yeah. Get nasty I look, sensation. I look back fondly at 90%, maybe 85% of, you know, our old-school stuff. And it's usually with, like, rose-colored glasses, nostalgia. Like, I, I get pretty um nostalgic watching it but with the nasty boys like i'll still watch it and i'm just like i don't know man like (laughs) other than the speckled paint splash paint shirts Mm -hmm. do they really really catch my eye do they make me remember much that's how i feel about them yeah okay okay yeah i mean to steal your heat there but no 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 but no it's It's like i I agree with you yeah you know because it's just like i going back and looking at them going like you know put some respect on their name let me watch their stuff and she's like oh i don't like their matches mm-hmm. i don't like when they pity city mouths. bro yeah they, when, city. okay how, hold how up because we've yeah. talked about moments and stuff you remember that john boy yeah yeah definitely right? pity Did city's you guys a moment ever see the match it was i don't know if it was cactus jack and max Payne or cactus jack and kevin Sullivan. it was a philadelphia street fight and yeah, they it was Max Payne. Cactus, they hit Cactus Jack in the face with a shovel. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you ever... no, it's brutal. Yeah, it's like, brutal. It's terrible. Like, that's the thing. You They were like sort of ahead of the curve with a little bit of the hardcore stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to spend, you know, a ton of time, but I did want to give them recognition because I know there's team uh, people that love the team, the Nasty Boys, or maybe. Do you think they you know... belong in the Hall of Fame? No, not okay. in my Hall of Fame. I mean, but what is my all? You know, I, I mean, look, everybody's in the dark. Bret Hart, Tom Michaels, who else? Logan Paul. Right. <laughs> no, I just feel like the Test. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's Hall of Fame is is like pretty much all inclusive to the point of you know, uh, Coco Beware, which is the metric. But I yeah. hate to hate you know to bury Coco Beware, but it's like the Nasty Boys, man. I just feel like the Hall of Fame should be reserved for the best of the best of the best but and they were that, fun they were a what they team were. that was wcw and wwf tag team champions though like 
That's I'll get rarefied back to you on error, that. dude. Yeah, That's I'll get back to you. Error, I might be, I might be hating a little bit. Steiners, but, but... Road Warriors, you know, like. Speaking not, of the the lot. nasty boys, though, like in WCW, staying with the nineties, I wanted. I'm to not mention... talking about Brian Knobs Hardcore Total Rain. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to get into the Hollywood Blondes because they weren't that together that long, but they were a, a very impactful in the WCW side. Um, I want to just mention the Hollywood Blondes doom and the biggest one mm. harlem heat and harlem heat oh, yeah. i just want to mention those three teams really quick because they're 90s the wcw while we're on the top i will take a half hour to talk about harlem heat yeah no, yeah no. Harlem, harlem heat are a personal favorite of mine per- harlem heat were maybe like the first actual tag team you know where the matchy tag team dynamic should work for me like as a kid you know that i was like all in on like harlem heat for a long time i probably would have said harlem Heat was my favorite tag team you know i remember i remember yeah. you saying that yeah i like, was gonna uh, ask if that's changed yeah no they're not my favorite tag team but they're okay. definitely on the the short list best you know, friends like, spoiler over yeah yeah exactly exactly no it's silver and uh reynolds actually. oh sorry, yeah, sorry. sorry. But, uh, johnny hungy yeah but uh no but like i loved harlem heat and then the Hollywood Blondes as well, you know, another team ahead of its time, probably, you know, because Pillman was so innovative. Austin was going to become, you know, the man he was. But at the time, he was just crushing it. Super technical. And at that time, too, probably got a lot of respect as one of the better wrestlers, you know, in oh, the yeah. world. That's which funny, eventually, isn't it? Yeah, he kind of like lost that because he was just such a badass. A brawler. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, but at the time, he was super He didn't have to and, wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. And for a short-lived team. Like their legacy, you know what I mean? Like lives on. What's cool about the, uh, the Hollywood Blondes is they achieved that stardom and that success or whatever, even if it was brief. But it's like nowadays, if you try to do that, like think of it like it's a Texas guy trying mm-hmm. to be like a Hollywood guy. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like even Pillman with his like raspy, gritty, like it was like yeah. it was funny that it, it it was cool that it was able to work because, yeah. um, it's one of Austin, you know, Austin's breaking breakthrough moments. I feel like, oh, yeah. um, and they and also they had, the, they had the that. taunt with the rolling of yeah. the film, which was super cool. Yeah, hell yeah, and they they achieved that despite of any lack of push. They threw yeah. those guys together. Yep, yep. and they made the best of it. And mm-hmm. you know, like look at we're talking yeah. about it what 30 years later now and know? austin wasn't all for it uh at first you know he wasn't mm-hmm. really trying to be in a tag team but and then well, no, i mean everybody and then gets he wasn't in trying the to business. break up either you yeah know? everybody gets in the business to be the guy mm-hmm. you know and like those guys just had it you know when i tell you it's no exaggeration i think about brian pillman like once a week and like what he could have been same you know barring injury you know and like who the hell knows but his name yeah, comes up a lot um really quick uh frank i'll let you talk but i feel like oh, yeah. brian pillman's name comes up a lot um like whatever topic we have i feel like i can tie him into it mm-hmm. somehow or i want to tie him into it because i want to keep his name out there i mean obviously people think about him but i personally want to keep talking about him i love brian pillman and um yeah i just shout out to zern who always loved pillman and not yeah. to gloss over uh, Doom, who you mentioned. Yeah, you know, because yeah. Doom, you know, had to walk so Harlem Heat could run, you know, really. So it's yeah. like Doom, Doom needs to get their respect as well. And they yeah. had big wins, you know. Over they looked like so badass, yeah, they, bro. They beat the Steiners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they beat, like, title. the Horseman team yep. or who, whoever it was. Uh, yep. Arnon Blair, I believe. Yeah. Supposed what, to a, what a career. Wendell, 
Yeah. Ron Simmons. What a, what a career. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like. Him yeah. Doom was him. sick. And um, I didn't want to gloss over the Harlem, Harlem Heat from me either, because um, that's cool that you were a kid and like saw their like matching attire and kind of mm -hmm. gravitated towards them. Uh, I think they were one of the last tag teams of the nineties that had like that matching attire or whatever. And that um, they still tried to like be cohesive and they were brothers. Mm -hmm. So it worked, but like it was after that, you, you would notice teams like just started to kind of get jumbled up together. Yeah, and, yeah, and it yeah. Worked. But um, Harlem heat was awesome. Like Booker T was the obvious star. It was, it was cool that they lasted so long. As also a team, because like it was so ten good. Time champions or something too, nine or ten yeah. times. I think it's ten yep. time yeah. champions. Yeah, incredibly so, so long. Like, yeah, they have the resume to back it up too. It wasn't just like because a lot of these guys will win the title a couple of times, maybe a few times, and they had it so many times. And they and beat, involved in big. And stuff. they beat like credible teams. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like I'm pretty sure they beat Sting and Luger, like the mm -hmm. Steiners. Like yeah. they were beating yeah. like big. No, yeah, they teams. were involved with big boys. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. They, but yeah. yeah, for sure, Booker T was clearly not yet like the dude in the team yeah. you know and um before we go into a little bit later in the 90s i i i because like it's hard to place the rockers 80s 90s like so i wanted to mention them really quick i'll try to be quick they're i mean they're more of an 80s team in my opinion because like they were the midnight rockers in awa yeah. Yeah, they bled into of, the I early do 90s. I think of them yeah. as a 90s, early 90s team, personally, yeah. though. You know what I mean? I think so they were like, done by 92. Yeah. They were done by the end of 92. And, yeah. um, but I just didn't want to gloss over that because I wanted what I wanted to mention about the Rockers is that everyone, even now, uses Marty Janetti as like, <laughs> you know, the joke, like, mm -hmm. oh, you don't want to be the Janetti. And I'm, I'm like actively trying to get that changed because that dude was so good in the ring. And I think it's like an insult to, you know, his name and his career to be like the laughing stock. And I get it. Like somebody has to be, you know, yeah. the, the barometer of what it is to be, you know, the weaker link. But out of like all the tag teams that have broke up in history, we need to switch it up because I, I think Janetti was awesome. Like, I really well, I think do. that I, it's sort of like a backhanded compliment, too. Right. Because if he was if he was such a nobody, people wouldn't even remember him. You know, he's just unfortunate for him. Shawn Michaels was his partner and he became a legend. Mm -hmm. But Janetti, you know, and the Rockers themselves, you know, they're like an all timer tag team. With no, that's an optimistic way to look at it. I really feel I just wonder. I hope Janetti, I know, you know it's Janetti usually taken the same way like this. Yeah, I know it's what you mean. It's usually like here's the shitty guy and here's the good guy who's going to become yep. a superstar. But. You know, there's plenty of teams where, like, there's one guy who's just a fucking jabroni, you know, and then, like, yeah, you remember one clear guy going forward. And at least with Janetti, the legacy at least stood the test of time, even if it's a little bit of a joke. Well, with Janetti and, like, Shawn Michaels, um, they were obviously so influential on teams that would come later, like the Young Bucks. They were influenced from, obviously, we had, you know, the, yeah, the Rock and Roll Express. Roll. But um, another team that I think drew some love from – the rockers was a team that kind of came in later in the 90s that's the hardys hardy boys i wanted to get in a little bit of the later 90s if you guys have other 90s teams to throw in feel free but i just did want to talk about that that trio that that threesome i guess you should say the dudleys the hardys edge and christian the well, 90s i want to say before we even get there we should maybe talk about some of these ecw teams who are kind of like yes. changing the game because one of those teams is the dudleys you know and in ecw they had a a run of really solid 
wrestling champions and a couple of my favorites being the eliminators rvd and sabu you know what i mean like those runs at the time were super and along with teams who were cool like the gangsters um i was never a public enemy guy but in the early 90s ecw public enemy was carrying them on their back you know as a the tag team guys you know so like all this stuff eventually led to the dudleys becoming a team in ecw and getting themselves over to a point when they go to the wwe and those three teams that in Christian Hardy's and Dudley's changed the wrestling game, you know. No, forever. that's a great point. I didn't want to, I, I didn't know where to fit that ECW yeah, tag teams yeah. in, you know, but that's a good think, segue into the, yeah. how the Dudley's, you know, eventually went to WWF, WWE, but to spend some time real quick on like the eliminators, I was never a public enemy guy. Like I, I, no, I yeah. rank them like lower than Personal, like yeah, the nasties, exactly. but no. the eliminators, we got to touch on that finisher. Oh yeah. Like total elimination. total elimination. One of the best ever easily one of the best ever finishing yeah. moves and um like just another innovator john cronus like you know mm-hmm. he never became much but um r.i.p r.i.p they were cool um the gangsters like they took that road warrior uh like shtick with the music yeah. playing yeah, while yeah, they beat yeah. the that's awesome dude and they were Super. believable that's why the gangsters were cool right because yep. they weren't they're never gonna have the best i think new car, jack but... is a fucking piece of shit human being now <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. in the moment i r.i.p like right rest in peace new jack yeah, yeah, yeah. r.i.p but so, i i met new jack and he was one of the nicest wrestlers i've yeah, ever i'm met, sure he which, was. Is, which, which is funny you know because his rec- track record is really dark you know but yeah but you i've always loved new jack. Yeah, with yeah, him. yeah yeah i've always loved new jack see I, but the I understand. guys those guys that we're talking about now like eliminators gangsters because i have them in a different like list Mm-hmm. Sure. I made sure. a list of guys that like never they just never had that stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Sabu and Rob Van Dam, um, like the fabulous ones in the AWA. Mm-hmm. Like they were AWA World Tag Team Champions, but they just never got that stage. Mm-hmm. So like people don't really know about them. Like even like the destruction crew who be- ended up becoming the Beverly Brothers, like yeah. They were like two badass dudes, like yeah. in the AWA, and um, you know, Vince turned them into like this, whatever the Beverly Brothers were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't think they had that stage to like, cause Sabu and Rob Van Dam. I mean, forget about. Oh my it, god, dude. yeah, like, that's like they're one of my favorites, and it's sort of hell like, yeah. Like I remember them versus Jin Shinzaki and um, oh yeah, I love like, that. Like, match. Yeah, one of my favorite incredible. Matches. Like, mm-hmm. but I just feel like. If you're talking about like all time great teams, it's hard to rate teams like that because For they sure. didn't they didn't yeah. have that like audience, you know? No, I, I yeah, we'll get to some teams that were maybe the outliers that kind of like you yeah. don't know where to fit them and, in for sure. And another but, ECW before we move on to the big guys was Chris Candido and Lance Storm too. Oh yeah, super oh, yeah. sick ass team. No, it's you know? funny. Last night, no shit, I actually watched um. The Shane Douglas and Chris Candido against Lance Storm in a mystery partner match. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? And it ended yeah. up being, Lance, uh, I'm sorry, Al Snow. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, just watched that last that. night randomly. Yeah, I feel like, oh, I'm touching on the fabulous ones really quick. Um, They're like, the, if you ever see pictures of them floating around. Oh, my God. It's it's like some time. of the. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's some of the stuff that you don't want your girl Chip or your Dales. parents or anyone to walk yeah, in. Yeah, like when you're, watching, you're watching, wrestling, watching wrestling, you don't want them to walk in. Yeah, you don't want the fabulous yeah. ones on your screen doing their <laughs> vignettes and stuff like that. But yeah. to speak to your point on All them, like I, up. 
Yeah, wearing the bow ties. But I saw them um, a couple matches against the Road Warriors were absolutely yep. super strong. Yeah, man. And um, even against the Moon Dogs, I caught a match of theirs versus the Moon Dogs. <laughs> the Moon Dogs. Yeah. yeah, not not one of my favorite teams, but the fabulous ones no. do deserve some praise. That's a good one. Um, but keeping it with ECW going WWF, um, the Dudleys. So they're so decorated, and I think you know they're up there with some of the teams that we talked about like the legion of doom when it comes to accomplishments um the dudleys the hardys and edge and christian it's hard to talk about them and not spend three hours talking about them yeah. when we get to the end of this podcast i think we're going to talk about some memorable tag team matches but for now if we can lump them together um i'll go quick here but like the hardys i mean might be my favorite. I'll, I'll let you know later. They're amongst my favorite tag teams, you know, uh, ever. And I think you can start to get to the point now where you can talk, are they one of the greatest tag teams ever? Not just Absolutely. my favorite. The Hardy Boys, man, I don't want to say revolutionary because there were teams before them doing some athletic things, but Team Extreme, the name didn't come out of nowhere. They took it to another level. So, mm-hmm. Everybody that anybody knows me loves knows how much I love like Matt and Jeff Hardy, mostly Matt, but and you look I like love Matt. the Hardys. Uh, now current day Matt, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I look like current now, day Matt. No, you used to look like Matt back in the day. My ex-girlfriend <laughs> used to say that. He looked like Matt Hardy. <laughs> I'll take it. But yeah, uh, where did so for the Hardy specifically, you guys could talk about Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, but where do these teams rank? Like, what did you think? Let me just ask you this. What did you think when you saw these matches unfolding? Because first it was the Hardys and the Dudleys, if you remember, with the t- the tables matches and then the gimmick matches. Uh, that and was then at the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, so I might yeah. have it reversed. Was it Edge and Christian versus the Hardys first in the ladder match? That's how I it all kind of started, right? Yeah, it was the Hardys versus the Dudleys at Rumble, It was Edge and Christian. It was, but it was Christian and the Hardys started and like Dudley. That's where the Dudleys. Oh, come was in. that like yeah. a Terry Invitational? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Terry, it was. no. Yeah. Terry, no. Yeah. yeah so no, then they have like that's a my SummerSlam. Bad, yeah. yeah. Have a SummerSlam match that sort of puts everybody on the map. That's like a ladder match. And then it leads into the WrestleMania, which is like the epic shit. Yeah. And, and we Hardys, don't have to review like no, the Hardys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Edge and Christian rivalry. Everybody knows about it, but like they got the standing ovation after the ladder match. Yeah. Like they, they became popular because of that. So Edge and Christian set for tag team action tonight against Matt and Jeff. Look at Jeff Hardy. What a double team by the Hardy boys. And Christian is in trouble here. Christian up on the shoulder. Oh my God. Oh, For me, obviously, that's a big part of my childhood, you know, like when I was I couldn't have been more into pro wrestling at the time than that era. And uh, the Hardys were always the third team for me personally, because because I had because I was such an edge and Christian guy. They were my favorite. So, like, I just cheered for them every match, every big match they were in. I cheered for Edge and Christian. That's funny. You know, so like that's how they become. Like, it's funny to know you didn't turn into like a big Edge fan. No, yeah, right. It's it is weird. It's one of the weirdest things in my pro wrestling mm-hmm. like, fandom. You know, you and then also the there's an ECW thing for you too, where like, what is it? Sabu's your favorite dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Sabu's my personal favorite, but when I list like my personal favorite ECW guy, but when I had like a top ten list, RVD's in there. Yeah, ahead of Sabu. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like because he had that. But, WWF but it's his whole career, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like his whole career that turned it around. But um, 
But yeah, yes. so like the Hardys were always like the third team for me because I love the Dudleys because but I didn't love the Dudleys. I love the hate on the Dudleys, I should say. Mm. Um but I was like an ECW head, you know, so seeing them come over and be kind of true to the character, more tame version of, you know. Originally, the, they came over in the purple uh, still yeah, with the exactly. glasses, yep. the stutter. Yeah, yeah and yep. the stutter. Yeah, so like to see that was cool. Did he stutter when he got there? Yeah, when he first yeah, well, got yep. there. Yeah, still that. let him do the stutter, yeah. But yeah, Duke, so the Hardy, um, Hardys just ended up third in that of those three, but like in retrospect, you look back and obviously they're like these revolutionary guys who changed mm-hmm. wrestling, you know, that period changed wrestling. It did for better or worse because All three yeah. teams, Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. like first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. And when we like Hall of Fame, I feel like, you know, the WWE Hall of Fame um, is its own thing. When mm-hmm. we say like Hall of Famers, I don't think we're always alluding to the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Like we're saying, yeah. Like yeah. the Hall of Fame of Pro Wrestling in the No any... Sold a Wrestling Podcast <laughs> Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna release our Hall of Fame. Yeah, first right. entrant is Sting in in uh in honor Let's of Mike Sting. He's our first. So you know, um, really quick, I want to ask you, dude. Those matches, like I said, they changed wrestling, maybe for worse because. But as they happened, do you remember it was like, how are they gonna top that every yeah, other week? For sure, and I we mean, watched it. We watched it. So yeah. I mean, did it did it change it for the worse? I mean, it's hard to say because you still see stuff that you haven't seen, you know? And I think that, I don't know, you can go back to, like, the fundamentals and, like, I mean, MJF. Like, he doesn't do anything crazy, but we're all, like, captivated by his character and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Maybe it did. Who knows? But I will say that, out of those three teams, it's funny because like Edge and Christian obviously belongs on like the all-time great tag team list because of you know what they did as far as revolutionary stuff. But I look at those guys as singles wrestlers, you know. Um, and the Hardy Boys, you know this, John, because we hung out back then. Were my favorite. I mean, I would go to fucking Hot Topic trying to dress like these dudes, you know. Like, <laughs> um, so I think that. And and they're still wrestling today, like which is insane. Yeah. You know, Jeff's not currently there, but you know they just showed up on AEW again, which is crazy. But I think all three teams absolutely deserve a spot, like at the top of anybody's list. You could, I think, make a case for the Dudleys as the all-time greatest tag team. You can make like, a case yeah. for all three teams, which is interesting. I mean, I think. the Dudleys, as far as decoration... Yeah, that's what we were like, talking about earlier, alluding to earlier, the yeah. only team with the Road Warriors. The WCW yes. tag team titles, I mean, they had them, but it was like after the fact. But still, ECW, yeah. TNA, WWF, WCW uh iwgp like that's yeah. a big fucking deal man. oh yeah like, if you're gonna say jericho had the wcw title yeah WWE, for sure you gotta say the dudley's had the wcw tag team and titles, like right? i'm not i like you know it's not like i'm not a fan of the dudley's but like frank said i like like they cheer against them i guess mm-hmm. i was never a fan but yeah. like i i grew to really respect them like yeah. i actually i like their matches it's not like i don't mm-hmm. get off my tv but like i guess like you duke like i loved to kind of cheer against yeah. them but man they made everything feel important and they got to yep. a level where they fought the undertaker in a main yep. event like yep. it was two on one it was a weird ending that was but, fucking um... stupid but <laughs> they did <laughs> yeah. 
Paul Heyman had them, but it's like, you know, if you can get to that level where you're fighting the undertaker, um, 100% man. And like, if you look just at their WWF run, yeah. It's a Hall of Fame run. It is. You know what I mean? Sure. And like, and they did, that's not even half of their career, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, they had a they separate really one in ECW. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And what's funny is, um, we, we kind of talked about it, I think, before the show, but, um, some of these teams like weren't together very long. And one mm-hmm. of those is Edge and Christian from like late, late, late 98 or maybe early 99 till 2001. It was just like just two and a half years. They were really together. Um, before they started the breaks, you know, they started a very started... strong three years, though, you know, like and real quick out of those guys, five of them became world champion. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whether you, you know, identify the TNA title. But I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, oh, Bully yeah. Ray is TNA champion, uh, Matt Hardy, TNA champion, Jeff Hardy, WWE and world champion. Right. Matt Hardy, ECW champion. Matt, as well. Matt Hardy, ECW champion. And TNA champion. And then Jeff as well. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. And then world champ, um, fourteen Christian times over then, for Edge. Yeah, and then Edge WWE and world champion. Yeah, so and Christian. That's champion crazy. Everywhere as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. he runs all those guys. Who would have thought? The only you know? one. Yeah, and those guys dripped into the two thousands. But um, are there any other, you know, not to put you on the spot, but like teams in the nineties that maybe I didn't mention um that might stick out? You like I mentioned you know, the rockers, cause they were a little earlier. So uh, a team I want to throw out there, like they're definitely just like I a guilty pleasure. One. Yeah. Go, no, go ahead. Dude. Mine's going to be quick. Anyway, the guilty pleasure and it's more matchy matchy, but the Beverly brothers were like <laughs> there you su- go. super cool to me for mm-hmm. about five minutes, but yeah, go ahead, Frank. The destruction. Crew. And, and um, this is actually like a personal favorite of mine and it didn't like age as gracefully as the others did. And, Really, really bad. Like almost, and I kind of hate on the one dude now. But the New Age Outlaws were a personal favorite of mine. Well, aren't they more teenage, like two yeah. thousands or no? Nah, they, they were like 99. Yeah, I was gonna like let them yeah. be part of the two thousands, but I think they deserve the talk yeah. right now because we yeah. need to talk about the New Age Outlaws. Yeah, and it's like that's one that was just peak high school. Yeah, for sure, dude. Get to everybody. Like I yeah. was into the Outlaws, yep. and one of the big matches. I don't remember all the participants exactly, but when I made the switch from in 1990, I guess it was 1998, from being like a mainly a WCW head back to a WWF head was I tuned into Monday Night Raw and it was like some crazy eight-man tag team like match. It was like four teams and it was like, and it was like the day before my birthday, I remember. And it was like Stone Cold and like... um, Oh, was that... Was that like the in your house thing? No, no, no. It was it was oh, a Monday okay. Night Raw. It was a Monday okay. Night Raw. I just remember flicking over for whatever reason. It was just the main event. And like Owen Hart was in the match. The Rock was in the match. Austin was in the match. Undertaker was in the match. The Outlaws Ooh. were in the match. It was just like such a who's who. And it made me like my head kind of explode going from Nitro to Raw. Like, whoa, I got to fucking watch these dudes. And the Outlaws, though, were the team that I knew the least because I wasn't paying attention to like Raw quite as much at that very moment and it changed everything for me so like i have love for the outlaws you know even though like maybe they didn't age as gracefully as some of these other tag teams well the the outlaws had to earn a lot of people's love and respect i guess if you want to put it that way like for me i knew billy gunn is a smoking gun another 90s team like yeah. he was a smoking guns then he was rock billy jesse james man like 
I, I really hated him. Like as as <laughs> like when he when he rolled with Jeff Jarrett, like I couldn't stand him. Oh, um, sure. and then he Spend did the Jesse. Spend my team. day working hard on the go, cause the hands on the clock keep spinning <laughs> too slow. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. There you go. There it You're is. Welcome. I know every word. Was that Jeff Jarrett or you? Or that was Jesse James, the real double J. <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel like they needed to earn my not respect because who the hell am I? But like I needed to believe that they were credible, strong enough to start being around my guys, Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. Triple H eventually as well. But when they first started forming the outlaws, like and trying to earn uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels kind of praise and respect, I remember it was cool seeing them like go from a joke to like badass, literally badass yeah, Billy yeah. Gunn. And Duke will tell you, like, I was all about the outlaws, Always. specifically Billy Gunn, but this both man of them. had a Billy Gunn shirt made, <laughs> like an airbrush <laughs> Billy Gunn shirt. Had it made. Damn. Or I might have bought a bootleg. However, I got that shirt. Yeah. It was, it was, um, I was supporting Billy Gunn, but I loved the Outlaws, and it's one of those teams again. Like they were only together for three years, and then they broke up and got back together. But like mm-hmm. they had magic, and they were those t- those guys that were opposites attract. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't. I wearing went the to a house show, and I was like at the merchandise stand, and I heard and I ran to my seat. So mm-hmm. I could say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know what I mean? So like agreed. Sing along. Like, I don't I don't look at them as like an all time great team. And I yeah, remember really? like JR being like, they're the greatest tag team of all time. I'm like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. it. You know? Oh no. I, but I, I do think, I do I have think it's an argument. I yeah, think it's an I mean, argument. You can you can say like top ten, but like could you make an argument for them as the all-time greatest tag team? I mean, they're five-time tag champs. I think they they had an impact. Do you believe like, what you're saying, or are you just playing devil's advocate right now? No, I was going to say, because we're going to talk about who's the greatest tag team at the end yeah. of this, or, or more of like a Mount Rushmore, who's and on it's your subjective, top three. Anyway. Yeah. I, I'm going to just spoil it and say like they're they're in the conversation for okay. me. I, I look at them very... like as a big deal mainly because they rubbed elbows with a lot of main eventers during that run, which like mm-hmm. Frank yeah. alludes to, they were in they big were in, matches. They and were one they, of the most over like, factions you know, of all time too. Like you said, you wanted them to be believable. Like mm-hmm. they put them, put them in fucking here's Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get more believable than that. Right. And I was like, so actually bummed out that night. That's the night kid the Waltman came back. Right. And sh- mm-hmm. triple H. I looked mm-hmm. to the click. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they beat him up in the cage. Yeah. So they formed DX that night. And I was kind of bummed because I was so stoked to have the kid and Sean and uh, Triple H together. I was like, this Mm -hmm. is so awesome. And then they came out and I was like, this, like, I was not happy about it. I was like, kind of disappointed. And then they, like I said, they grew. Worked out, man. Yeah. They earned my belief, my respect. My, I I just love the outlaws. And, and, you know, they had spanned generation decades i guess when they got back together on and off again and like mm-hmm. i don't really count much of the stuff they did later with like tna it's just kind of weird. now you're but, not a fan yeah. of the voodoo kin mafia right <laughs> but but i did want to at least yeah and i'm glad you brought them up frank because i didn't know where to play, place the outlaws in all this right conversation. so before we move on from the 90s i have a couple sure yes please. so money incorporated yeah. nice ted nice. DiBiase and urban r Scheister um ted dibiase was kind of getting in like the twilight of his career 
So they put him with another guy who was, I guess he was getting kind of long in the tooth at that point, Mike Rotunda. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I mean, they've had, you remember stuff about them, you know, like IRS losing to PJ Walker after the Razor Ramon one, two, three kid thing. Yeah. Um, You know, like they fought and kept the titles against uh, Hogan and Beefcake, you know, at WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. that's one. Another one is the Natural Disasters. Okay, another bit. Who, I mean, Earthquake, that, I think I feel like he could be on the underrated list. A guy of his size being able to move the way he did. And that's a guy that I look, you know, retroactively, and I'm like, damn, like, he was really good. Like, I hated him in the moment, but, like, a big man who could move around the way he did. Like, I think he could throw drop kicks, man. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, yeah. And then, um, the miracle violence co- con- connection, who was Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams, who shout out Zern. Yeah. They were more <laughs> like a Japanese team, but they ended up going to WCW and they became, you know, the WCW unified tag team champions, beating the Steiners. Um, Terry Gordy was in great shape at that point. Like, talk about like Hanson and Brody, like again, legit, just badass dudes, you know. So, yeah, I did want to mention them. Those are my three that's awesome. teams that I didn't want to get left out. Nice. Uh, that's awesome. Money Incorporated were um, someone I had been thinking about too, leading up to this this podcast episode about singles guys that were thrown together and before we get Mm -hmm. to current teams or like 2000s teams or whatever you want to talk about in this like modern day teams instead of the 80s 90s let's talk about guys that were put together some that worked some that didn't to make teams i'm going to throw some teams out to you guys and then feel free to take over mention some that i don't or speak on some that i do um so for me like when i was thinking about this it started with the mega powers it started with Hogan and Mach, and some people might oh, not yeah. count them as a tag team because like, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't last so long, but they were a legitimate tag team for a while. They wore the matching gear. They main evented, yeah. you know, pay-per-views and Saturday night's main events. They were going like with the whole deal presented as a tag team. Um, it led to one of the biggest angles, you know, of the eighties and obviously the mega powers exploded. So I wanted to mention them. I want to ma- mention I was Stan, there like, for that, by the way. That's amazing. WrestleMania five. I wanted to mention Sting and Lex Luger as two single stars thrown together. And I also wanted to mention the Outsiders. Yep. Hall and Nash, which I actually look at as a tag team. I'll tell you, say what you want about Hall and Nash, the Outsiders and the NWO. This is impressive. The release powerbomb. Nash just throws him away. Look at this cover. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, six. The Wolfpack victorious as the Outsiders retain the World Tag Team title. My thoughts on the Outsiders, like you, Tucci, I always see them as a genuine tag team, even though they were like individual stars in the Fed and, you know, even in WCW, multiple title reigns. I look at them as like a dot. They felt like a dominant team to me and they're one of my personal favorites as well i've been saying that for like so many people but i have a i have a top 10 but uh the outsiders i love them as a team i like you know it's it's rare that i see like two guys who i would like to see as world champion or whatever thrown into a tag team and i still fuck with it you know so 
I'm all about the outsiders as a team. I think it's cool. I love the whole angle of them being the outsiders, you know? So like, to me, it all worked. I cool think ass name. Are, yeah. I think those are individuals where like it truly and genuinely worked out a lot like the mega powers. I thought the mega powers were sick as fuck as well, but their stars were maybe too bright to sustain that, you know, and they had to do other stuff, but you know, I love the outsiders personally. They're one of my all time favorites. And yeah, yeah you talk about chemistry and gen- believability and yeah, genuine, exactly. like the genuine. Well, what's more believable than these two, you know, best friends coming in and mm-hmm. literally just um, oozing charisma and yeah. taking over and yeah, yeah. adding prestige to the show, uh, to the match? Anything they did was uh, for me like stop everything and watch like yeah, Paul Nasheron. Exactly. So, dude, how do you feel about any of those three teams? Yeah, I had them kind of in a different like category teams that like weren't around long or like mm-hmm. two big stars that were like put together, et cetera. The outsiders, you could make the case that they are because they I feel like they had a pretty good run like as a team. Oh, but, yeah. like, you know, the mega powers, like how long did they last? You know, mm-hmm. um, what was the other one you said? It was Sting and Luger. Sting and Luger, who you guys both know, like they're two of my favorites. So like, well, once again, there's no longevity. You know, they won the tag team titles, but um, I had them in like a certain like category, like the Ultimate Maniacs, like Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. Two of my favorite guys, like they literally never wrestled a match together. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the Blade Runners, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, like everybody like you know they'll put them on a list it's like they didn't even do anything though you know mm-hmm. like another team um, of two guys random sorry to interrupt you too, no you're was, good uh, was the brothers of destruction for me yep. which i always there you loved go. there's you know, another one kane and undertaker it yep. was sort of like they that's what i was alluding to earlier and all these teams kind of fit the same mold when I, we were talking about um stan hansen and bruiser brody yep was like war uh undertaker and kane when you saw him come to the ring it's like yeah you know they're going to just fuck everybody up. Yeah. You know they should probably be the champions forever. And they also had the belts, you yeah. know, and they unified the WCW and WWF mm-hmm. belts as well. So, like, the so you could say they were a legitimate tag team. Yeah, they were like a I mean, legit team sure. of guys that they just threw together because whatever reason, it kind of worked. Yeah, and they were on my put... list for sure yeah. of, uh, ahead, like, team. Yeah, they were on my list of teams of guys put together. They yeah. also fit in a list of brothers, you know, kayfabe mm-hmm. brothers. Like, I just but, feel um, like you know whenever you make like an all-time great list we've had this discussion a fucking thousand times probably the three of us like what are you basing on are we talking about technical wrestling are we talking mm-hmm. about you know draw power are we talking about this are we talking about Mind that skills, and like that yeah. yeah like when you think of the undertaker you don't think of like the brothers of destruction as like yeah. his defining it's like moment. the fifth thing yeah. that exactly. you think about but it's like it's the undertaker you know yeah. so and then, I do like, rank them as a team, though, and I and I just wanted to say really quick, like with the outsiders, they were around three years, like just as long as Edge and Christian, just yeah. as long as the Rock. Like, That's what I so said. I think they're I, the most out of all those teams. True where guys are team. like, because think about all the tag team champions that were thrown together, like Austin and Shawn Michaels, like two of the all time greats in the history right. of pro wrestling, like. That shit was cool, but it's like you can't say they're a top team. No, Benoit and Jericho were tag team champions. Mm -hmm. Triple H and Austin were tag team champions. You know, like so, I just put them in like a sort of their own thing. Like even like Eddie and Chavo, 
Like, yeah. I mean, how long were they around? You know, yeah. like a year. You know, year and like a half. Yeah. Owen and the Bulldogs. Yeah, Owen and Bulldogs. You know, like um, I I thought the skyscrapers were cool, but like mm-hmm. they weren't <laughs> around. You know, yeah, like yeah. I feel like to put them on like an all time great list is just like. No, yeah. Work for that reason, we want, you know what I mean? I wanted to at least touch on these, and I'm glad we did. Like, no, about for these... sure, and they're super cool. Like, we got to see some amazing, like, fucking dream, dream teams. teams. Like, Batista yeah. and Ric Flair won the tag team titles. Oh, yes. like, and it was cool, too, though. Yeah, like, right. you know, cool. like, that's when Evolution had all the belts. So, like, mm-hmm. that stuff's cool and stuff, but, like, I feel like to be an all-time great tag team, like, you have to have that, like, longevity those defining moments that resume of titles you know etc yeah i guess you know what's interesting it might speak to like i don't know if it's the greatness but it's something to hall and nash to be able to be such single stars singles careers are just like iconic hall Mm -hmm. of fame no doubt and then their tag team run like they're six time wcw tag champs five or six yeah. times it's like yeah. they they did do three years together they everywhere where one was the other was for that whole you know so mm-hmm. um out of those that i agree like they're the most um solidified tag team i mm-hmm. also agree they're like among some of my favorites and um one more for like single stars thrown together i'm not really a fan but i know it created a huge you know, box office appeal, big ratings, and that's the Rock and Sock connection. Mm-hmm. Rock and McFoley. Yeah. Yep. I actually, you know, about that. I, I think we know how we probably feel about them as like, you know, uh, a team that we take seriously or whatever. But it was around that time where like everything that WWF was doing was gold. It really like turned to For gold. For a long time, that was their highest rated segment ever crazy? on Raw. Isn't it still, yeah. is it that still, is it not anymore? Celebrate that birthday celebration. I mean, it could be because they don't do those rated yeah, kind of ratings I don't know, anymore. You but know? So that's, who knows? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I think um one, <laughs> so random, but one underrated one for me, and it does tie into more of the modern stuff, but like I was never a Seamus guy, but the bar, I thought mm-hmm. it was super cool. Seamus mm-hmm. and Cesaro being put together. I thought they were like pretty, like pretty legit. I prefer um, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, but I'm gonna let you finish. I mean, the Hart Dynasty, Tyson Kidd. We're gonna get to those. Uh, one more. Another, an, I, oh, so I had one too. I don't know. This yeah. may be your your one of guys. I don't think together. so. <laughs> it's random. Okay, but okay. Yeah, the guys throwing together is the two man power trip. You know, oh, yeah. like a, two yep. stars who didn't need to be a tag team thrown together. They were cool as fuck. They won. Collected all the belts. Yeah, they won the belts. You know what yep. I mean? Like, they did everything, you know, and didn't really last long either, rightfully so. And uh, But super cool. And I remember that. Super memorable stuff. I think too. Triple H tore his quad then, didn't he? Yeah, it's yeah, like, man, unfortunately, man. Um, you know, it, it's felt it was another time where Triple H was in the midst of something super cool and an injury yeah. took over. Because I was all about the two-man power trip. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, fuck it do your thing you know they were <laughs> they were playing fighting the hardies in yeah, some dude. cool matches um Dan the Mon one ran- the one random one that i was like you know just i was trying to find in my head like any because i went to the mega powers and then i was looking up Mach, and then i realized he had this whole stint with jerry lawler in memphis <laughs> memphis like they oh, were yeah. a, ta- a legit yeah, tag yeah. team real team yeah. like way Mach back and yeah, yeah way, way back. back oh wow i never knew that they were like yeah legit, legit good team but um so we touched on some of the newer school stuff. Let's get into modern, the 2000s. This can all run together for, you know, an old head like me. But I know that there are, you know, literal years and decades that separate some of these teams. So if I overlap, 
my yeah. apologies um how do we start this without talking about like some of the current teams young bucks ftr new day usos therefore i'll throw out there i feel like they do tag team wrestling uh a great you know service i think they do it uh they do it good. Like they make it actually still watchable, still believable. They put credibility on it. I didn't always feel that way about like the young bucks, but I've grown to really appreciate what they do. FTR. I know Duke's been in since day one with them. Um, once I got to actually watch them and sit down and watch them, I, I know exactly why you love them. They're a throwback. Um, and the new day, you know, it's so hard to rank a team or even talk about a team that's based in comedy and like, it's all joke, yeah. but you can't. And, and, and look, we're also in the time where everybody gets like, they get not only get a turn, but they get multiple turns and over and over and over again. So out of all those teams, Usos, new day, young bucks, FTR, new school stuff. Do you guys appreciate what they're doing? Do you feel like they're helping the tag team division stay relevant and alive and do any of those rank among your favorites or best I think I think the Young Bucks and FTR definitely have they're in those in those conversations of like definitely the best of like modern day. I think they may be the two best, arguably. But um I think they'll go down in history as genuine no doubters. These will be some of the best tag teams of all time when we look back in 15 years from now or whatever. Where the Usos and the New Day, to me, they're like the definition of like the the period of media mediocrity with the tag team wrestling in the WWF WWE, you know, like when, because like they're like legendary teams of the WWE and it's like some of the worst runs, some of the most forgettable shit to me of all time. And it bums me out because, but I think it's because WWE gave up on tag team wrestling. Except Can I interrupt for one second though, only teams. because, yeah. you know, I got to defend a little bit. The, the WWE with the Usos, like at least over the last year or two, two, They've been featuring like the Usos in constant main events. They give them this long title reign. So my because question, of Roman though, because of Roman, right? True, like, but but they tried to go with the Usos multiple times, like throughout the years. Yeah. But, no, no, I know. that's but, not that's not true. The Usos used to be on the fucking pregame show, like watch. Yeah, it, but dude. they they were given multiple tag title runs before this. But one, this is, is my saying. point. My point, John, is that like that they they had no tag teams no real tag teams if you look at them it's all guys put together it two weeks ago you know and they're fighting for the so the usos and the new they are probably the most constant guys that they've had so what are you what are what you saying is like for the usos to be considered great or believe or like credible they would have had to have better dancing partners or you just don't think the usos probably are that good? I, don't, I don't i don't think the usos are that good i also don't think the new they are mm. that good right but like the new age outlaws weren't that good if they had if they were involved in the right period of wrestling where there was other guys, other relevant teams besides just the those two guys are like considered two all-time greats in WF for almost exclusively working together. You know what I mean? And it's like all the other shit that they did is like super lackluster or teams that came and went, you know, nobody very memorable, like on the resumes, you know. I'm sure if we look at each matchup, we could find some stuff that mattered, but those are like two of the most forced teams of all time. They got it because they've been around a while matter. though. No, too. I know. And I know, they, but they're going on like 10 can, years. almost. exactly. 10 years of the worst, the worst 10 years in WWS history, <laughs> arguably. You well, know, they had, like those, they had, they had a 200 day title run all the I way back it. in 2014 before I Roman. No, I get it. Um, I mean, they've, 
I guess what I'm trying well, to say. Who were the other decorated. top teams of the time? Who were the other top teams at the time? I mean, you had like Goldust and Stardust at the time, <laughs> Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, and then yeah. of course the New Day, but primetime players. Those, those two, two, those two prime teams are like prime players. Those two teams are like interlocked, like the way the Dudleys and you know the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and all them, but the quality isn't close to what those guys' quality are. They're gonna. No, I agree. With in the you, history in books, the WWF history books, they're going to go down as two of the greatest of all time. The fucking New Day might be the greatest of all time, you know, to some of these people. But for me, the WWE did a top fifty tag team list. I forget when it was, and the New Day was number one. Yeah, you know, and just it's just to give like, you an idea of. Like, it's just, I. It was just a different era of WWF, WWE tag team wrestling, where those guys are the kings, you know, and it's like they. Well, you know what it is, though. It. Yeah. I'm going to let Duke talk on this, but I, I want to say we're talking about it. It's like teams are together for three years sometimes, right? The Rockers mm-hmm. or this. They're together 10 years, 11 years, 12 years. It's almost like, I guess, if you're that together that long, you're going to keep getting another round yeah. of, yeah, of reigns, I mean? right? Yeah, so maybe exactly. the longevity is what they can claim. Yeah. As right. So when, you, when you rank the top 50 WWF tag teams and yeah. you put the New Day, Okay, all due respect, right? They had whatever this fucking 10 year career. So you're telling me that the new day is better than in the WWF, if we're only talking about the World Wrestling Federation slash WWE, they're better than the Steiners, Legion of Doom, Demolition, Park Foundation, the Rockers, the British Bulldogs, the Brain Busters, go on and on and on. Well, let me ask you to play devil's advocate here. What you what makes them not better? You know what I mean? They have the accomplishments, they have the probably like they've sold all the merch, just they have the longevity. The, just yeah, watch exactly. the show. Watch it. That's how I watch what I was thinking. I was like, the eye test. Them. You're saying just the, yeah, eye the eyeball test. Yeah, you look just at them and common go. sense. I don't know. <laughs> but once again, I mean, like, I'm w- only just saying, like somebody Listen, might defend man, them the by WWE saying, like, look, they've won, done all this. The WWE won the war. And, you know, as they say, they get to dictate history now. Right. So if you tell me that the new day is, as I laugh about it, (laughs) the the greatest tag team in history. Sure, man. Do you, you know, like if that's not and it's not like like a joke show. Like, yeah. And we talk about FTR. Like when I say FTR is going to be one of those. They were in the WWE. You know, WWE just chose not. To let those guys be that thing, you know. And well, no, they were there. They just had them in a, you know, a segment where they were shaving each other's backs. Yeah, you know, because you know? it, so know, it, that's what they it's, do. It, it, it's it's fair to say, right, John, that for the, the last ten years specifically, WWE lost its way with tag team wrestling, you know, and it didn't mean what it once meant. In the I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it's been a long. I mean, my, <laughs> you got start with I don't and know. talking you know. about like current. I was gonna say teams. it's been longer than that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I'm I still like, think the the two thousands, like the early two thousands, up until like the tens, you still had moments. That, I mean, guys, we could talk about like even if they're not all time greats, but like people like the world's greatest tag team, people like Los Guerreros, you know, who had meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. World's greatest and tag team absolutely deserves yeah. like some yeah, when they. Know? 
when they love. split it up and had two sets of champions, I think it becomes even harder to have yeah, you you know, know, more I, tag team and focus. I just, you know, I just think the WB eventually just didn't care about the tag teams. You saw like even when it came to the women's tag team belts that they have now, the ladies walked out because the belts were so meaningless. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. In the company. And I think the Usos and New Day are obviously head and shoulders above everybody else of their their contemporaries, you know, within the WWE. But historically, I don't think. Yeah, and I well, like the I Usos. Like, I've always kind of liked the Usos. But, yeah. like, to put them at, like, you know, some, once again, like, this epic-ass title reign, it's like, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a joke. Like, they're not better than FTR. Like, are you kidding? Like, they're not better right. than the Young Bucks. Like, again, another, another thing I love about AEW, their focus on the tag team division. Yeah. Like, because there's multiple teams I like there. Like, yeah. I love FTR. Number one, I wish they would feud with the Young Bucks for a year. Mm -hmm. um, the Young Bucks, obviously, um, the acclaimed. Even Swerve in Our Glory is like kind of like I, I'm into them now because I like Lucha Swerve as a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, Lucha Brothers, like they just have so many talented. Butcher and the Blade, I liked. You know, like yeah. they have so they many actually have a, there and a, they a wide range. They have a wide range. And now of tag it looks teams. like maybe the House of Black is going to be. Team, you know, in yeah, tag, tag team matches based yeah. on what I saw in AEW Dark. Um, the Dark Orders there, like there's just so many teams, yeah. like which I really enjoy. And you know, and that's you know? a focused effort by AEW to yeah. look at what WWE was lacking and where they can maybe put their stamp on things when they're trying to establish themselves as this company, you know, who doesn't maybe have the mega stars that WWE has grown. And I'm not year, ready to like years. crown any of these teams as like an all-time great, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know, man, FTR, IWGP tag team champions, WWF tag team champions, Ring of Honor tag team champions, AEW tag team champions, NXT and then the Young Bucks, like, you know, starting a fucking company. Like, that's a pretty big deal, you know? And, like, yeah. I yeah, really... those are the only two that I would say, like, have that... Yeah, have So it, far, have that So far, have a chance, like, you know, yeah, besides yeah. the Hardys who were there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah, that's why I brought up those four, because those the New Day, the Usos, FTR, and the Young Bucks, I think, are the four modern teams that can be talked about, whether you like them or not, or will be talked about, whether we like it or not, uh, you know, years from now, I think as it stands, those four teams. And I look at it like it's, yeah, collecting titles and accolades is one way. How do we rank them, right? We always say that. Yeah, How do we yeah. make a list? Mm -hmm. But I do think impact on the biz, eye test, obviously that stuff matters. But like, um, what did they call it? Like transcendent, like a transcendent uh, player in, in like the NBA or whatever, transcendent team, the Young Bucks, like for better or worse, they've changed the game. You know, like yeah. they changed how we look at pro wrestling as far as like doing all those super kicks and all those spots. Like you either have to learn to love it or just stop watching. Like I also think, though, they've they have grown. They're more than that. They do tell definitely, stories definitely just now, you know, like yeah. especially as heels. Like, you know, like I feel like they're they're good at like selling and storytelling now and, um, you know, generating real that. heat. Yeah, for sure. Like not like being a little prick guy heel. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, I've really learned to respect that from them when they did their their heel stuff lately. But um, plus Nick I want to mention those... like the Macho Man stuff, which of oh, course yeah, I'm always going to mark out. Oh, for dude, you. yeah, and they're walking, you know, mm-hmm. influence of Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage. Like you watch yep. it, you see it, and that's cool. But yeah, I wanted to mention those four teams. Uh, but going back a little bit with the 2000s and the modern day, like a couple teams, I just want to throw out. Literally, only two I have. But if you guys have some, throw them my way. World's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, were very awesome, short-lived again. And um, like them or not, Eminem, Miz and Morrison had a run. And their That's their little not, show that wasn't Eminem. Or I'm sorry, little prick. That was yeah, that was Mercury. Well, <laughs> that was Mark. Yeah, well, Miz and Morrison also, I guess, had yeah, their yeah. run. They were uh, technically Eminem, but Miz and Morrison, like with the YouTube show kind of broke the mold they were doing a thing there where like they were trying to get themselves over much like zach Ryder did years later but you could even lump eminem in there mercury and miss if you want but uh or mercury Eminem. <laughs> all the eminems but those two teams world's greatest tag team and eminem for the 2000s like not too many others stand out unless you talk about the stars that were put together which you know yeah. edge and mysterio but we won't go back too far world's greatest tag team to me you know, um, they're probably like a personal favorite. They're not like my top 10 or anything like that, you know, but like I loved, and it may have been like the association with Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. but they were so good. They had obvious flaws, right? Neither guy could fucking talk. They were never going to be like these super dynamic champions, but they were so good, especially for guys who you didn't see. All of a sudden they were on the show and you're like, are, are these guys like actually the best tag team? Because I remember them winning the tag team belts thinking like, they haven't been there that long and they feel like they're one of the best tag teams in the company, you know? And like, and I feel like they kind of get forgotten about because they did do that. Shelton did have a moment as a solo guy. Charlie Haas did not. He had the complete opposite as a solo guy and he, he kind of gets forgotten. But when they were around, they were super legit and they were having good matches and they were upsetting people too, for beating some of your favorites mm-hmm. you know, of the time. So I hold them in like a high play and they beat like the Guerreros who yep. we talked about whether or Great not matches. Eddie, yeah, whether or not Eddie and Chavo was the most legit team for me, the Eddie connection made him like a favorite. And I was always a Guerreros guy. I don't know for sure. I'd love you know? their match. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. So like them and world's greatest tag team is like super cool shit. Yep. So I love the world's greatest tag team. It's a shame. I think one more team at that time. Because, like, I think about that time is uh, London, London and Kendrick, Paul That's London true. and Brian Kendrick. Yeah, true. Like, nice, you know, high-flying, again, kind of like a Hardy Boys-type team. Mm-hmm. Exciting, um, you know. I don't they definitely think get forgotten. They definitely yeah, and they're not, the you know, they don't belong on any, you know. Yeah. They had a very long list, run. But, very long yeah. run. Mm-hmm. But the thing but about that is. they were exciting, you know. They were. And it, I have to say, to defend WWE for once, you know, I don't usually do that, but. <laughs> Um, like I feel like they were trying to get a tag team division going at different points in the last twenty years. Like, you know, it's even with the lunch years. I mean, I'd hope. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like at different points, there was like it's like the Bashams. Like they had all these different teams they were trying to get going. No, I but agree with you. Completely. Nothing really stuck, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But, and then, uh, but then when they had, it, you know, but then when they had good stuff, they abandoned it. You know, like, dude, the Shield, mm-hmm. the um, the yeah. Wyatts, and I thought of that more like, as like a trio. But yeah, Cody yeah. and Goldust, 
love the them. Usos, like yeah, yeah like the WWE fell into this thing. Like yeah, there were they, there were a lot of good matches at that time, but they just didn't. They want to break up the teams for whatever reason yeah. after a couple of months, you know. And it's just like let a team be. Even uh, pretty recently when they had the um, what was Bobby Lashley's team called? The Hurt Business. Oh my god! And like Shelton and Cedric Alexander, all of a sudden they felt stables super don't relevant. work. Pal. Yeah, they they felt super relevant. They had all yeah. the belts, and it was like this is cool. Are you are you mocking just... Uncle Vince? I'm absolutely <laughs> mocking Uncle Vince. Let me tell Uncle you about that. So the rumor was that they broke the Hurt business up because he doesn't want a world champion in with a stable, okay? Because that's that's it's proven to not work, right? Right, Ric Flair. The NWO right? didn't work. The fucking Horseman Four Horsemen didn't, didn't work. The Generation X didn't work. Evolution mm -hmm. didn't work. So what are we thinking? We have to break these guys up. And the Hurt Business was so cool. They were and so they were cool. such a breath of fresh air where it wasn't, you know, the guys of color coming out, you mm -hmm. know, as thugs or yeah, like rappers. rap music or right, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. No, they were just four dudes like the Horsemen dressed in suits that kicked ass, you know, and with like their main dude, Bobby Lashley at the top. Dude, they were so cool. Like, what a they, fucking waste, man. Even the names, the Hurt yeah, Business. I remember cool. when those dudes, Cornball, what were those guys that came from NXT and they were wearing masks? What were they called again? The, uh, Ma Mace oh, the, and... Yeah, Mace and T-Bar and all these what guys. What were they called? I, we know who you're talking about. Yeah, and like, and I remember that like everybody was getting, they were attacking everybody, and then the mm -hmm. Hurt Business came out and you just see them like undoing yeah, their exactly. cuffs and like yep. taking off their jet. And you were like, these guys are the that fucking shit was thing. awesome, dude. Retrib retribution. retribution, retribution, yeah, yeah. Retribution. led by another Mustafa original, another, another original name. Oh, the yeah. worst! And like, it's just dude, like, how cool were they? Come on, they like, were cool. Did, yeah, it or, didn't last long. Man, it's so. Or when they had like Brody Lee and Eric Rowan. As, oh like, yeah, and they but like they cornballed them up, and then they made them the and, fucking Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, and then punished those guys when the crowd like rejected yeah. the Bludgeon dude, Brothers. Dude, the Shield you know? versus like, them. Yeah. Oh my well, god. Well, you mentioned man. those team those tag team matches during that time, like the Shield versus the Wyatts, Gold Dust and Cody. Like there was a, a little string of it's like 2013, 2014. They were having the best the tag team matches were the best matches on these shows uh for for a little and while then, there. Yeah, and then they got rid so of it. And then I get rid of it. Like, and so now as we like glimpse into the future, um, because I want to wrap it up soon with like some of our real favorites. quick, real quick. Yeah. I do want to mention two other teams. You you brushed over um, Power and Glory, who I thought were so cool, even though they were only around for like five minutes. Um, another team I wanted to mention in WCW, just a little honorable mention, pretty wonderful, yeah. Paul Roma and mm -hmm. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Shout out to Ed. So two Paul Roma teams. teams back to back there. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I love Pretty Wonderful, man. And then the Fantastics. I don't even know if a lot of people know who they are, but they were from World Class. They were in UWF, NWA, the Fantastics. Really good tag team. Just, you know, technically sound. Two smaller guys, kind of like the Rock and Roll. It was kind of like a cross between the Rock and Roll Express and the Fabulous Ones. If you ever get a chance, watch them against, like, the Midnight Express, stuff like that. Really good team. And then just a couple more that I think could have maybe been something bigger if they had a bigger wow. stage. Um, the Ring of Honor Briscoes, not to be confused with Jerry and yeah. Jack Briscoe. 
yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. personally a fan of them, but yeah. they they were super over in Ring of Honor, and I think if they would have gotten a chance in like a bigger company, they might have been bigger. Um, the American Wolves, oh, yeah. uh, Davy Richards, and Eddie Edwards, who <laughs> Frank knows where I'm going with this. One of our biggest markout moments in the history, history. our boy Shane Hagedorn. Had a yep. hand in it. The American Wolves win the tag team titles yep. from uh, Steen and Generico, right? From Steen and Generico. And a ladder, and a ladder yep. match, me and Frank <laughs> jumping uh, up and down, hugging. Hugging in the back of the like ECW. the Phillies won the World yeah. Series. Yeah, the ECW arena, the whole crowd, silence because they yeah. needed them. We, yeah, man. We were the only people we cheering We were the only guys. people cheering for them. Yeah. Um, one that you guys aren't a fan of, but I do think that if the Motor City Machine Guns would have had <laughs> – a larger audience they might have been considered i don't look at them as like any sort of greatest tag team of all time but i like alex shelley yeah man and they're really good dude they are like saban might even be better than alex shelley like shelley has that charisma but saban just technically sound professional wrestler man Mm -hmm. and then the kings of wrestling from ring of honor claudio castagnoli and chris hero just another awesome, fun team. Um, you know, super technical wrestlers. Um, and then America's Most Wanted from TNA, who uh, I think once again, if given like a, a broader audience, I think Chris Harris and James Storm could have been like something. Mm-hmm. So I think they I were just good. Mention them real quick. Those, those I, are all good sorry. good mentions. Guys, Let me just guys say I want to co-sign, sorry, on Duke's list, though, are the American Wolves, just because I think if Davey Richards doesn't get weird in his career, yep. and maybe they go somewhere Wants to together. be like a fireman yeah, or whatever yeah. you want to do. Exactly. Like, maybe he they could have been one of these tag teams in WWE or wherever they end up, you know, but it just never worked out. And it's one of my favorite wrestling moments, you know, as a And fan. then Eddie Edwards becomes the bigger star out of those two yeah, guys. and oddly enough, yeah. And then um, Davy Davy Richards want, wanted to be a fireman. Shout out to Chuck. Yeah, support, yeah, Chuck. support our support yeah. our fireman. And brother. the Briscoes, and then he's still a wrestler. Yeah, so and then the Briscoes as a team that stayed on the Indies. You know, really, you know, they're they're like they are such legends of that yep. space. You know, like I wouldn't put them in like the greatest tag teams or anything like that. And I don't know that they would have made it in a bigger show to a higher level personally, but you know they do. Their their career is something you know to to take note of you know they and now NWA tag team champions I'm pretty yeah. sure they ended up well I, I think they won the Crockett Cup anyway yeah but. so yeah I feel like um America's Most Wanted were one of those teams where they would have worked uh like ten or probably twenty years before mm-hmm. in a big way like they were a territory team you know very mm-hmm. kind of throwback team um. Yeah, a lot of those teams, I feel like, uh, even the Kings of Wrestling, you know, Chris Hero and Cesar, I thought um, they could have, I thought they were going to translate into the WWE, but they just Chris Hero never ended up finding his uh, his place in, in NXT WWE. And no. I guess he um, did, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, people yeah. dub them and they just KO. The original I mean, KO, by he... the way apparently had like a thyroid issue and he like gained a lot of weight and like Mm. but so i mean but you put the universal title on kevin owens exactly i always thought chris hero was way better than kevin owens to me but anyways um as we glimpse into as we glimpse into the future like just two teams i want to mention that 
I think, you know, for the future to be bright in tag team wrestling is one, uh, the acclaimed because mm-hmm. they're, they're like right now, super hot as a, as an attraction, as a tag team. And I'm not a big fan of this team. Um, but I feel like the, the WWE's current tag team division is, is sort of like it's limited between, I guess, like five teams total it's it's there's not many but one that everybody sort of gives loves to is the is the street profits i don't know if you guys are fans but i think the dude angelo dawkins is is clearly the weaker link and i'm i'm just trying to get that petition going to change he's gotten a lot better though uh i don't know man i just i see him as he's actually he's absolutely the weak link but he's gotten a lot better like in NXT, he was on a team with um, damn, I forget his name, Sawyer Fulton. Is that what yeah, they call yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's in uh, TNA now, but I mean, holy shit, like he was brutal. But he's gotten in really good shape, and he has gotten a lot better. Yeah, I just wanted to mention those teams as like as we glimpse into the future. But for for really quick, is there any teams um that you guys feel like? If you're making a Mount Rushmore, you're doing a uh, let's do three, four if you want, whatever. Oof. Who is your Mount Rushmore of tag teams? This isn't your favorite. Who do you think are the goats from your standpoint, from your vantage point? Mount Rushmore. From what you've seen, maybe. So, so we're going to talk about, you know, there's there's teams, like I said, like some the Briscoe brothers. We mentioned we're talking about Jack and Jerry here. Jack and Jerry yep. Briscoe. With the Von Erics, Terry and Dory Funk, like these are teams that were popular. The, the Funk's popular in Texas and Florida, mm-hmm. like we more of a territorial thing. Um, Ricky even from Jane Youngblood, yeah, the Blackjacks. We're gonna mm-hmm. go back to like these are teams that we can't sit here and tell you our true ranking, but let's just go what we know in our lifetime. Who's your Mount Rushmore? Put you right on the spot. Oof, man. Full disclosure, we did not discuss this before. Yeah, I know. Nah, I'm coming <laughs> yeah, in hot right now. I, I have a list of like my personal favorites, but like a Mount Rushmore is such a well. That's okay. Even though, if you right? even if you got two, I mean, just who who do you think? Like, who would you die on the hill on if somebody's like Frank? Who's the greatest tag team of, of all time? And you had to answer it. Who's who's who? You who you uh, saying? If you put a gun to my head, who's the greatest tag team of all time? I say Heart Foundation. Mm. Okay. All right, I like so it. So, like a lot. That's why, like, my Mount Rushmore is tough because I really think they're all like from a similar like era, you know. And like, I kind of talking about earlier, I think it's the road. Hold on, or... gone to your head. You're not saying high energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, high energy. No, but like, gut, like if I'm thinking Mount Rushmore, I'm thinking Road Warriors for what they did with the big man thing. I'm thinking. Well, Bulldogs. that's the right answer. Yeah, so I'm thinking Bulldogs. On. Bulldogs, how they changed the game. I think the Heart Foundation because, like, to me, it's probably like the best tag team champion. And then, so it's not New Day. It's not the New Day. No, it's not okay. the New Day. It may be Heavy oh, okay. Machinery is the fourth. <laughs> you know, the fourth name. <laughs> I respect that. No. I would, I would have thought, I would have thought you would have died on the hill for the Brain Busters, but um, yeah, like you know, nah, like, that's may, kind of before Frank's time. Yeah, but I love the. But brain he's Busters. a fan. Yeah, he yeah, loves yeah. them. It's like I do. That's they Brain Busters are a team that I've gone back, and they are on my list. Listen, I'll, I'm gonna give you my top ten real quick, real Ooh. fast. I'm just gonna run favorites, through right? Yeah, favorites, favorites. Go for it, go for it. So, number 10, I have the New Age Outlaws. These number are in order? Yeah, in order. Okay, love so number it. Number 10, I have the New Age Outlaws. Number 9, 
I have the British Bulldogs. Number eight, I have the Steiners. Ooh. Number seven, I have Los Guerreros. These are personal favorites. Number six, I have the Brain Busters. Number five, Harlem Heat. Number four, Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Number three, the Heart Foundation. Number two, the Outsiders. Number one, Edge and Christian. Those are my top Ooh. ten. Personal, the Legion of Doom is not in your top personal 10. favorites. Personal favorites, wow. though. You know, I just I didn't watch them. I Ooh. love it. I, I'll tell you right now. I, I mean, it. <laughs> Mount Rushmore is different than personal favorites. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can't knock his list. Um, I think you know it, it, it kind of suits knock you. I won't it. It just hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's it suits you though. Um, all those teams. I feel like I I kind of probably predicted some of them. For me, I'll give you right now my top five favorites, and then I'll, I'll leave you with who I think is the greatest. But I don't have a top ten, believe it or not. I didn't do a top ten list. I would have loved to have done a top ten. Didn't know <laughs> we were doing this, but I did do a top five anyway. Um, in order. So for me, number five, the Rockers. Like I said, they were my introduction, so they got to get love. Number four, Heart Foundation, because they were, once again, number three, the Steiners. Have love for the Steiners. Low, that's a low number. Number two, I'm with you on the Outsiders. That's my number two oh, favorite wow. tag Same. team. Wow, I would have guessed that. Yeah. And then number one, Hardy Boys, favorite wow, tag team. Look at us. Our time. number one and two are very like you know the same shit basically. So, but I will leave you with what I think is the greatest tag team of all time, at least from my little ranking system. We're talking about accomplishments, longevity impact on the business so on and so forth from everything i've seen and i said i had to go back and really get a grasp of just how big of a deal this was i can't dispute the row warriors being the goats it's just it's i don't know if that's ever going to change because of the impact then like like duke said the row warrior pop and the presence the feel the only thing i wish that that happened is they got a bigger run in the wwf on a big stage they would have had a chance to maybe like main event of a couple pay-per-views against like hogan and warrior or Vincent whatever and Macon, pal yep yep so, so i you know what i mean it. i wish that would have happened where they would have been like main eventing pay-per-views like they did in wcw where they main evented pay-per-views against like sting and luger and so on and so forth so i'm going with the road warriors as the goats close second is my favorite team, the Hardys. I think they were so influential. I would put them as the second best team of all time, but they are my favorite team of all time. Mm. Who, who do you got to for tag team love? Um, on the for spot. tag team love. I mean, my all time favorite is the road warriors. Um, number two would probably be the Steiners. Um, if you're asking WCW me, WCW love, if you're asking me like, um, Mount Rushmore, I think it's Road Warriors, Steiners, Heart Foundation, Bulldogs. Just off the top of my head, because I, I wasn't. Yeah, I think that's my. Exact yeah, like I, I think that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't prepared. You know, I would put the Hardys in like, there, maybe. But... Yeah, I mean, and I love the Hardys, and they're my favorite team from that time. And I, it's crazy because like, you know, 20 years ago when we're at fucking hot topic, buying our Janko jeans to look like the Hardys, I never <laughs> thought that, you know, they'd be, you know, one of the greatest teams of all time because like yeah. we used to no shit. 
John and I used to watch Sunday Night Heat for the Hardys, like in their hope and faith, you know, tights. And yeah, whatever. before they had the, the yeah, before the, they uh, were the even, pants and all that. Yeah, like, so um, the Michael Hayes influence. Yep. I also yeah. really um like from a nerd standpoint like resonate with the Hardys because as a as a kid 10 years old I'm watching Jeff Hardy get smacked around by Razor Ramon on Monday Night Raw like I grew up with the Hardys to to the Crazy, truest yeah. like I grew up with the Hardys so I watched yeah. their whole careers evolve much like you know mm-hmm. grew up with Allen Iverson or whatever like I watched the Hardys evolve into what yep. they to grow into men Getting I read smacked around book. by Razor Ramon being you know opening the door at the King of the Ring mm-hmm. you know like talk mm-hmm. about paying dues man you know like yeah, I didn't mean to step on you there because that no, Mount Rushmore is incredible. All. I think um, the thing with the British Bulldogs is you have to seek out their mat. Like you have to really, really need yeah. to see how yeah. damn good they were because they were so ahead of their time. And it's like that forgot, like, you know, they weren't always featured, I guess you could say. Um, and even when you go back and you watch them, we're so used to seeing hurricane ranas and yeah 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 you know all this shit now but like that didn't happen in 1985 you know no their dance partners with the sheik and volkoff or the wild samoans like they didn't i guess born too soon whatever you want to call it like the bulldogs man i think would have been undoubtedly the best team of all time if they came in four years later or five and for people tuning in like go back further to the stampede bulldogs you yep. know what i mean and then you really get to see them do and then, cooler stuff that they just couldn't do with the wwf opposition you know like yep. they what they were and then watch dynamite and tiger mask yeah mm-hmm. i mean talk about revolutionary man forget about it like that shit was got- from the 80s they're they're doing cruiserweight wrestling you yeah. know like do you guys have um real quick a couple finishing moves that stick out to you from tag teams that I mean, there's some obvious ones, but are, are there any that stick out that you were always yeah, well, like I'm gonna in, call enamored with? Obvious. I'm going to call the most obvious because we we kind of glossed over when we were talking about them, but the, the 3D, the Dudley Death Drop, you know, like it's everybody, everybody knows it. To me, the Usos like, use it too now. Yeah, and they call it mm-hmm. the 2D or something. The what do they call D. it? The 1D. Yeah, fucking nerds. <laughs> Day one. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, but I always thought, I to me, that's the move for tag yeah. teams, and I understand mm-hmm some of the, the like heart attack or total elimination yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know well i uh, think it's all about Doomsday what we grew device. up on yeah exactly you know Doomsday that's device. that's your era you know but it was so simple i like that it was so simple it it was just like a super cutter you know what i mean and yeah you could put you could put people through tables and they, they could pop it out of nowhere you know it was super over i just i think it's like a perfect it was movie. done so well i always because, liked when they did it on the mat i like i get the table spot but when they no, landed yeah. on the mat it was looked so crisp yeah mm-hmm. for sure and i like and i like a finish that could there's not so much setup where the doomsday device maybe had a little too much of a setup process you know oh but that crowd swell though man no amazing somebody was gonna get there and you remember them yeah. jobbers flipping yeah, yeah kill oh, they would kill them yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong Oof. i love it but i do appreciate a move that could just be done from nowhere you know and it doesn't feel like forced mm-hmm. so the yeah. death job for me I'm with you. Um, I I would have to say the heart, like the heart attack, obviously jumps yeah. out right off the top, mm-hmm. and even um, I don't know. I feel like that power and glory finisher, man, it's, it's like awesome, dude. It was it was, it was like I, it was their representation of power with the suplex and then glory yeah. with the splash. and it was like perfectly it was, timed too. Yeah. Like yeah, it was always. awesome. I agree, always. dude. I love that move. That's one and of my. 
for sure. One of my favorite tag team finishers, bar none, for sure. And I'm a classic, with you. like a spike pile driver from like oh, the Brain yeah. Busters or something. You know, brain Busters, yep. Super simple, but deadly. It felt deadly, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, pile. yeah. That, sure. that the spike pile driver is not even, you would think that'd be used as a finish now because mm-hmm. uh, they're doing pile drivers again a lot in AEW. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a good one. And um, yeah, I'm, I think, you know, we covered a lot with tag team wrestling all around. Oh, the eliminators. Uh, I mentioned oh, them yeah. earlier, but, but they're finishing with total elimination. Yep. It's oh, got to yeah. be up there. Yeah, oh, real quick. I just thought of a tag team that we didn't even talk about. Cause once again, it's two dudes that were thrown together, but a lethal ass finisher, the masters of the power bomb Vader. And Oh Sid, my gosh. When they would power bomb him and he would pull him down like by his head. <laughs> Fuck that dude. <laughs> that was Doomsday yeah, that device. Was... Obviously. Yeah. Doomsday lethal device. Demolitions finisher. Yeah, demolition. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to, um, you know, leaving oh, the, the rocket launcher from the Midnight Express, real quick. Yeah, yeah, that's a, they yes. used to. He would be on the top and he would throw him off. Dennis and the Conger, new, the Stan new Lee foundation stole that later on, right? Anvil and Owen Hart, the new foundation. They, did they, they do did that? that? Yeah, he launched did them. They? Well, the rocket. Um, if you guys want to leave in the comments, obviously we covered a lot, but favorite tag teams, favorite tag team finisher. A tag team that was thrown together that you liked, maybe one you didn't like. Like for me, I didn't like rated RKO, two big guys that were thrown together. Ugh. Never a fan. Um, but they get a lot of love. That's Talk- weird because like they're that's gonna be somebody's favorite team, and we completely mm-hmm. forgot about them. I was literally just gonna save them for teams I didn't really care for, but we didn't really get into that. But <laughs> why well, be negative, right? Um, leave in there your favorite tag team match. I I say go back maybe and maybe watch- write in the comments why the nasty boys should be in the hall of fame. <laughs> or why they shouldn't um <laughs> also if you guys get a chance go back and watch you know cody and dustin versus the shield one of my ah, favorite tag so team good, matches dude. and the shield the versus crowd. uh the wyatts too was excellent yeah for sure also there's the two out of three falls match heart foundation versus demolition SummerSlam 90 yep. watch that super or- intense for guys like maybe John Petrick, who wasn't watching in the 90s, but if you could seek out that match we mentioned of uh, Hayabusa and Shinsei oh, Shinsaki yeah. versus yep. Rob Van Dam and Sabu, it's on uh, Heatwave. ECW. Yeah, ECW yeah, Heatwave Heat 98. That's like a match that's way ahead of its time. If you're into the AEW style of tag team match. You Look know, up a Road Warriors doing. versus Steiners match. Steiners versus mm-hmm. Nasties and Halloween Havoc. Yeah, or if you're John Petrick, go back and watch. Uh, I think it was Lay Cool versus <laughs> um, maybe it was Natty Nighthard, and I'm not sure what it was there. But you know, the there's point some is women's... like we we did in our other shows like kind of neglect tag team wrestling, like because yeah. when I think of greatest matches, like I think of I want a one on one match as a main Me event. Too. I think, Thank and you. it's not like disrespectful to tag team wrestling. I just kind of forget about it. Yeah. So we thought it was important to focus on tag teams for an entire show. And there are so many tag team, you know, matches that and moments even like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Road Warriors Legion of Doom and the World Wrestling Federation driving down on motorcycles at SummerSlam, you know, like the barbershop window. Sure. I mean, it's the break even up. stuff yeah. that we didn't even really touch on. If we're talking about super old stuff mm-hmm. or like Japanese stuff, because I could remember seeing Misawa and Kobashi teaming up to do 
insane matches with whoever yep. you know there's so much that you can look at yeah it's tough to cover it all but i feel like we did tag team uh wrestling justice we really wanted to show that we love it i will throw one more sorry before we get out of here but it was a recent one cm punk and john moxley fought ftr on a random mm. dynamite yeah. mm-hmm. and i'm gonna tell you right now like i love that they can still you know um make tag team wrestling so enjoyable in AEW. Mm -hmm. And I still stand by, uh, I hear what you're saying. Like you want to see a one-on-one main event at, you know, WrestleMania or a big, and I agree, but when done right, I still think you can build up to a tag team, you know, explosion and main event, a huge pay-per-view at when done right. And I, and I, I'm just glad they're still, you know, showing us some love in, in AEW at least and WWE, at least in their own way, they think they are. So we're going to get out of here. We hope you enjoyed the talk of uh the tag team wrestling division i feel like we covered it all like we said leave it in the comments if we didn't don't forget to at least follow us on instagram facebook you can find us our obviously our youtube channel here spotify apple Podcasts. continue to support we appreciate all the love and support and uh we'll see you next time this has been no sold for one week only this is hawk and animal next week they go back down the list We're going to catch you next time. Peace out. You're going to get nasty size.